0: Hello everybody and welcome to another interseason season episode of Sequelizers. I am your host, as always, Jack Chambers-Ward, and joining me, also as always, it's Matthew Stockton. A wise man once said, there are no perfect
1: men in the world, only perfect Sequelizers.
0: We've got three perfect Sequelizers right here, boys. To be fair, we don't let a lot of people try to be, so That's true. <laughs> we'll never know how many there are. Only six people have ever done it, and the three of us are the perfect ones. <laughs> There can be only three. There can be only three. (laughs) 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 That needs to be the new (laughs) motto of Signal. There can be only three. That'd be a far less exciting like Highlander tournament if it was there can be only three.
2: Yeah, but you'd modify it that way and you start off with 100 motherfuckers in the ring. Oh, yeah. Be the Royal Rumble of Highlanders. Yeah. I'm okay with it. Speaking of Highlanders, it's Tim Matum. So, when the ogre in the bush grabs a sequel by the Tush, that's bad, that's bad, that's bad, that's bad. That's bad. When a movie's with a beast, it makes me awfully mad. He's mad, he's very, very mad. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Turns out there's only two, no, sorry,
1: one public surprise, and it's Tim Matum. <laughs> Tim
0: Matum. We all knew it was Tim all along, let's be honest. We did. If it was going to be any of us. It's going to be Tim. Well, folks, when I said last week, it's something a little bit different. It is pretty different, because this week, it's a VIP pick. That's right, one of our lovely people on Patreon.com slash Sequelizers has asked us to talk about Robin Hood and adaptations thereupon. Because, fuck me, there's a lot of them. There are. (laughs) There's been a lot over the last hundred years. (laughs) (laughs) And bear in mind, the story's been around for, as we'll get on to, hundreds of years, almost a millennium at this point, which is Mm -hmm. mad. But, of course, before we get to all that, before we actually dive into the Robin Hood-ness, and even in the second half, we're doing not quite mini-pitches, but little ideas and suggestions and possibilities of maybe Robin Hood films that never were, that could a have A speculative exercise. Oh, that's another... We're coming up with just taglines <laughs> for the podcast. There can be only three. sequelizers. a speculative exercise. It's it makes a podcast that... I wouldn't listen to. (laughs) Yeah. Makes it sound like a medical examination. It still can be, boys. (laughs) (laughs) But you, dear listeners, can go to patreon.com slash sequelizers. You can get these episodes ad-free. You can get them early on the Friday before they come out on the Tuesday. You'll want to get exclusive merch, discounts on merch, bonus content, including three entire bonus episodes throughout the interseason, and all the outtakes and the movie commentaries coming up in season 12 which is Requalizers, by the way. Stay tuned for that. Very exciting. You get loads of stuff on Patreon. That's all just up to the £10 here. If you go higher than that, like I said, that's where you get the exclusive merch. If you go higher than that, you can become an executive producer. You can get an avatar drawn by the one and only John Scarrett and a shout out on the show, just like these fine folks have done. Marcus Lindstrom.
3: Robin Hood, Robin Hood, riding through the glen.
0: Canis Rufus, Robin Hood, Robin Hood, with his band of men, David Selinger, feared by the
3: bad, loved by the good, Robin Hood, Robin Hood, Robin Hood.
0: Thank you, EPs. I hope you enjoyed your little song and dance. Tim and I were literally dancing along <laughs> Quite a as we are listening, because I we mentioned this a little while ago, but we've got a new piece of equipment that actually allows us to play the clips and the intro music and stuff live in the studio, which is just Matt's living room. But Mm -hmm. live in the studio. It's a studio now. It feels more more professional. We've got fancy microphones. We're all plugged in with headphones. We've got a little like sound mixer board thing. There are a lot of wires. There's a lot of wires. I feel like we should take a photo of all the wires at some point and just make it clear that, just how many wires are going on in SQLizers. HQ. The group now being a fire hazard of wires. (laughs) (laughs) We've got headphones, we've got microphones, we've got power cables, we've got connections to computers, and more power stuff. It's chaos. But we have a lot of fun with the little clips. So they come in preloaded. Matt has preloaded these in, and Tim and I don't even know what's coming up. We did a little guessing game last time, Mm -hmm. but this is something a little bit different. Mm -hmm. So there's a little package of the EPs. Like I said, thank you executive producers. But if you go to the highest tier on patreon.com sequelizers, you can become a VIP and get to pick an episode for us to sequelize and stick around an interseason episode like this very episode. The VIPs for this week are Jonathan Firth-Clark
3: Robin Hood, Robin Hood could be in a fix dude Man Robin Hood, Robin Hood spies the Weetabix
0: <laughs> Philip Morgan Does he retreat? James McDowell Back to Sherwood Josh Miles Course he
3: should Course he should.
0: And the VIP that told us to talk about Robin Hood this week The one, the only, Stuart Main
3: Course he should. Have you had your Weetabix?
0: <laughs> what film's that from everybody? <laughs> That's my favourite, Robert That's that my adaptation. fucking childhood is what that is <laughs> I know like that moment when he said Weetabix And Tim and I just went, hold on a minute <laughs> Shall I explain? Please do, yeah Okay, yeah. for those
1: listening internationally And those born in this century <laughs> Um uh obviously as we'll get to later robin hood has been a very staple fix of british folklore and stuff and it's very much in public licensing uh so in the i want to say early mid 90s the <laughs> the
0: cereal wheatabix <laughs> which is
1: basically uh bricks of fiber i believe yeah and wheat. pretty much yeah, yeah and uh and and it gets when you add milk to it it becomes literally a plate of literal mush yes um very old person kind of cereal uh they did a campaign about weetabix and the campaign was somebody's had their weetabix you've had your weetabix have you yes. had your weetabix this morning and the idea is supposed to be that if you've had your weetabix you are prepared for anything there's a there's an outtake from uh, Batman Begins, wow. where the stunt guy gets rammed through some th- some things, uh, uh, dressed as, you know, Christian Bale's Batman, and he goes, oh, someone's out there Weirbix this morning, and I was like, nobody's gonna get that, mate, <laughs> uh, except for me uh, So they did a campaign which was literally about Robin Hood, and it's literally sort of Errol Flynn star, as we come to later, Robin Hood and uh, he spies uh, I think it's, it's either, the sheriff. I think it's Sheriff of Nottingham eating some bits from a bowl and goes oh fuck, <laughs> and then scarpers it back to Sherwood <laughs> <Charlotte> Forest <laughs>
3: Wow.
0: That's it. That is, that is a call and a half there, think. So, we were looking forward to hearing, I get to kiss her first. No, you get weeabix. You had literally like 20 plus films to choose from. Chose none of them. You chose zero of them. I chose violence. <laughs> you did <laughs> choose violence. So, should we dive into a little bit of Robin Hood throughout cinema and history? And as you said, Matt, even often, a lot of the time we'll do like, oh yeah, this predates cinema. Puppets, they come from stage and all that kind of stuff this predates even that yeah this is like literal medieval folklore (laughs) shit that is going back to like the 1100s if there's something britain loves it's uh
1: taking from rich people who are oppressing poor people and there's something else that britain loves it's voting in rich people (laughs) no no i was Uh, i was gonna say historically
2: no we love the rich people
1: yeah it's this is why the folklore is fascinating and why it's endured for so long. So, for those who don't know, just in case, Robin Hood is an ancient bit of folklore. Was he a person? Is it not? Is it a legend? Is there actually a Robin Loxley? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll get into yeah, it. There's a it's a big debate. It, it's it, a whole much, thing. Yeah. But the idea is that it, North uh, Nottingham's basically the north, isn't it? You and Midlands. Midlands, Midlands, yeah, yeah. So in the middle of the country. Uh, there was a, a, an outlaw, Robin Hood and his merry band of men live in the woods and he would steal from rich people and give to the impoverished because mm-hmm. the taxation under King John was so terrible, uh, or Prince John. And I mean, this is the era of like Magna Carta and uh, lords and there was all kinds mm. of things going on and in, in, in England is changing and quite there dramatically. Were,
2: there were quite a lot of these small rebellions around this yeah. period. We had one in Norwich. Ket's Rebellion, was it? Ket's Rebellion, yeah. yeah um and so it was clearly something that even if it isn't based in fact and it's sort of an amalgamation it's it's one of these sort of things of there were so many people doing similar things at the same time mm. that it you kind of you go well let's just lump them all together and turn them into this one figure yeah and we'll stick him in the middle of the country so everyone can sort of you know relate yeah <laughs> yeah
1: yeah it's it, it's it's the rage of the impoverished, yeah, basically, yeah, outrage and uh, t- having to turn to being an outlaw, uh, to to do the right thing, effectively, mm. and we we it's endured for hundreds. It's probably one of the most enduring. Next to like King Arthur and all that shit, because it yeah. it taps into the honorous, uh sorry honorable chivalry style. Like, oh no, he is doing something terrible, but he's doing it because it's the right thing to do. Mm. Well, I th- I th- I think like
2: the fact that we have the robin hood folklore yeah i think is so needed in british culture (laughs) because we passively you know we still have a very entrenched class system here with hereditary lords and titles and a monarchy and Mm. all that kind of stuff and we passively absorb so much of that that you you know you go over to other european countries where they did the right thing and cut the heads off of their monarchs. <laughs> um, and, you know, they have a, a much healthier relationship with authority, i.e., being pissed off at it. Um, yeah, whereas yeah. I think there's a, a, a sort of a a, a servile <laughs> nature to a lot of British. There's a lot of forelock tugging. Like, yes, all, all, yes. God bless you, man. You've uh, got to know your place, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah. all that kind of stuff. And I think that to have a story out there like Robin Hood. Which is actually about, hey, no, fuck the rich. <laughs> uh,
1: and yeah. um, you know, uh don't get too big for your britches. Yes. Or one person. all it takes is one person. Yeah. Or come for you. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Um, so I think it is healthy to have that in our in our consciousness. Yeah. Um and uh it makes me angry about certain choices that certain adaptations make, um, mm. which we'll get into later. Um so, but I think it's it's interesting how it gets as as we will discuss how it gets approached by Hollywood, who obviously don't get don't <laughs> don't necessarily have you know America does not have the same relationship to class. Uh, it's not a classless society as much as it claims it would like to be. Um, but they have a very different relationship to it, um, and I think that you can see that in adaptations uh, and I think yeah it's it's I'm trying to remember the last time we had like a properly English as in kind of like written by an English or an English person directed by an English person frustrating
1: I can tell you it's really Scott yeah. Oh yeah, of yep. course. And he tried to tie it into the Crusades and make it about a real thing. And to be fair, there's a lot of praiseworthy elements in there. Mm. And there's a lot that's like, no. Yeah. <laughs> get 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 Russell Crowe out of there. Yeah. Um yeah, you're right, Timmy, because it the, the the quintessential British adaptation, and I'm gonna be fucking bold with this shit uh, here. I'm... I don't think it exists yet. I agree. Yeah. I think we haven't had it. Yeah. Because there's always been um an American backing or European funding or uh, a Tasmanian actor, <laughs> hello, Errol Flynn, um, or, or somebody like that. And it's it's always like a bit of like oh, we have to make this approachable for a different audience. It's usually films that have uh, have like Robin Hood style inspirations. It's it's Robin Hood like, for example, uh, as opposed to an actual straight thing. And it's a, a, a sort of sideways adaptation. Yeah, that's the kind of thing that goes feels real. Um, But when it becomes like, oh, no, it needs to be about this. It's like, no, you're kind of not getting it. In the same way that if I was to write a German comedy, I might miss a lot of beats. Yeah. Uh, Similarly, if an Australian tries to write a British comedy, it's like you can probably get it down right, but you miss certain beats. Mm -hmm. Um, That entrenched class system that you mentioned, Tim, is not just the idea that, oh, wealthy people are fuckers. Oh, um, people who are in power, like politicians are wankers even though those two things are very true. It's more the idea that there is a God-given right, apparently, to a specific sect of society that will always be in power because everyone else is quietly convinced they're supposed to be there. Mm-hmm. And when you all go along with it, it becomes very hard. So one aspect that the, uh, the, the Ridley Scott version does kind of get right is um, for speaking back to the king about the Crusade's not going very well. Robin Hood and his men are sort of dismissed from the army as, as, as bowmen and stuff. And then he goes back and has this whole impersonation and then finds out that Nottingham's been taxed and all sorts of stuff. And it's very terrible and blah, 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 blah. But there is that idea of like, yeah, you don't speak to power. And if you do, you won't be able to rally the masses like the American versions usually like, all he has to do is give a speech and oh, look, they've all come to the woods and they'll mm. live in the trees like it's fucking Peter Pan. It's like, <laughs> not not exactly, because people hate Robin Hood because his actions are considered terrorist actions and they feel the consequences mm-hmm. of more taxation, more uh, uh, injustice, more betrayal, more beating. And by the way, as we said before, is this rooted in fact? Is it historical? Partly. And as we said, there are so many of these things, uprisings happening all over the country. So there were definite uh, documented evidences of these things happening, but not in this one place in this exact way. Um, I mean, I've been to Sherwood Forest, and they've got a big ass fucking tree there, and they always call it the Robin Hood tree, basically, because it's the whole like, oh, they all hung out in this tree. It's
0: like that's stupid. There's literally a statue of Robin Hood outside Nottingham Castle. Yeah, like outside the the walls formerly mm. Nottingham Castle. Mm. I lived in Nottingham for four years. I went to university there, and it is just the kind of like obvious kind of I don't know touristy bollocks, I guess. Yeah, you get so mm. many. Americans, essentially, <laughs> to put it bluntly, coming over and be like, Oh my god, it's Robin Hood. Like, Let's go to Sherwood Forest. And like, oh God. It's yeah. just a woods, mate.
2: <laughs> it's like yeah. how every every touristy spot in Birmingham now has something to do with Peaky Blinders. In oh, it. very Exactly. Very good.
0: A hundred percent. They all have the fucking like Peaky Blinders branded whiskey yeah, or yeah. like you can go and get your haircut to look like a twat (laughs) and and the same thing as robin hood in nottingham you can go and get a little like wooden bow for your kids Mm. and a little green hat with a feather in it and stuff and i did that yeah everyone did (laughs) i also went there as a school trip as well went around museum and
1: things (laughs) it the thing is you're right it's tourist stuff yeah and that's good but it's weird how people still know this stuff people still know the phrase of robin sorry Mm. just the name robin hood and then Little John, and maybe the other ones, possibly.
3: I, th- I think that's it's it's that yeah.
2: interesting thing of because you wonder if it is, and we'll get into this because there have been so few successful adaptations in the last twenty five years. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep, you wonder if it is the Disney version doing a lot of the hard lifting for the fact that the it's- Disney
0: version that came out nearly fifty fucking yeah. years ago, by the way, but mm-hmm. nineteen seventy three, folks. Yeah. But I feel you like mean exactly fifty years ago then. Oh
2: god. Oh god, it's twenty twenty three. Yeah, of course. How <laughs> fortuitous. My I maths like... is
0: good. My year is not good. <laughs> <laughs>
2: um, you know, I don't know if this is exactly true, but I feel like you could go to most British ten year olds and go, What do you know about Robin Hood? And they could give you the basic gist of it. Yeah. Mm. Um and I don't know where that knowledge comes from. It just kind of seeps into your brain. That's how folklore and myths work. Right? I mean, yeah, it just, but yeah. but it, but you know, in, you think in you know in previous times it was because those stories got retold frequently. And are there still Robin Hood books out there that I, kids are reading? I guess there must be to
1: a degree. But I think it's also because, like a, like a lot of folklore, as as Jack was saying just now, I think it just becomes part of the language. Yeah, if we're talking about the idea of. Um, you know, an individual or an element mm. of something that takes from one and gives to another. So that's ah, mm. by Robin Hood. Like, you, you, yeah, you have you, that. You,
2: you get Robin Hood taxes and stuff like that. Precisely. That it's become part, like you say, part of the language, part of just yeah. how we talk about certain things. Yeah, exactly. And it, and like you said earlier, it's become such a trope in fiction mm. that even if it's not a Robin Hood adaptation, you can steal that plot and essentially, you know, be like. Oh, you know, it's about a, a a bandit in the in the old west, but he steals from the rich and he gives back to the people, and yep. it's like Zorro. Yeah, you know, <laughs> yeah. and it's it's yeah, it's not close enough to Robin Hood to be not not that it's actionable anyway because it's yeah. all public domain, but like <laughs> With, um, you know. five
0: hundred year old copyright infringement. Yeah,
2: exactly. Um, but you know, it's it's far enough away that you can't say, oh, that's just Robin Hood, but in the old west. Yeah. but equally it's such a common theme that you kind of can
0: yeah yeah definitely i think it's a huge part the fact that we when we first started talking about the structure of this episode and matt had kind of like written a few things down in the show notes and stuff like okay we're going to do our pitches for a robin hood film I was like well, we don't need to do a pitch like it's fucking robin hood like it's the same mm-hmm. he robs from the rich he gives to the poor the sheriff nottingham made merry and merry men Prince John Bollocks Bollocks Bollocks, like it's, it's going to be the same kind of thing. And you're totally right, Tim. To Just chuck that in the Old West. Chuck that in space. Do it in <laughs> France in the 18th century. Like Robin Hood in space, like basically
1: being the Expanse or something. It's like yeah. Yeah. this one random dude who ends up like you know I'm going to fight on
0: the side of you know these mm. impoverished belters and like the belters. Yeah, sounds exactly. very familiar. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah, and that has become such an archetype and like you. So often like when you're thinking about not to tangent into Dungeons and Dragons, but hello, welcome to Sequelizers, like chaotic good is the perfect way mm. of describing yeah. Robin Hood of like he's doing bad things that are against the law, but for the right reason, for the mm. benefit of the people for the people that have been, you know, downtrodden, who are weaker than him, or were looked down upon by society, he's helping those people, but he is breaking the law to do it, and it's kind of that kind of yeah. criminal with a heart of gold kind of trope that something you see in Chinese cinema a lot. Oh yeah, absolutely, But
1: <laughs> it's not Robin Hood because they got their own very uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. variation from folklores.
2: But it's it's interesting. We talk about you know Robin Hood is Robin Hood, but also when you look back at the. The versions that have been made more recently, they all seem to be trying to kind of put a twist on it. Oh, the
1: subversion. Yeah. yeah. Couldn't do can't do a straight Robin Hood. You have yeah. to do something about it to make it different. Yes. Because for some reason, it hasn't been in cinema, as you say, in a straight, literally like, here mm. is the tale, authentic, pure, as people understand mm. the legend, for
0: decades. But we're going to do a twist on it. It's like, can't do a twist on it until someone knows the original. Yeah. We? Did Men in Tights kind of kill that? Like, I feel like that was the moment where, like, okay, we've done Prince of Thieves, we've done Men in Tights. Like, can you get away with a just distra- like I we think... ta- we talked about the fact that back in the parody films episode, mm. like, how you get something where it's like, well, yeah, we we've we've done that now. Like, you can't go back and oh you oh you're doing Bohemian Rhapsody, okay, yeah, it's just a po face, straight up, just <laughs> no bullshit, nothing interesting. Okay, cool, cool, yeah. I feel like. There's enough of the kind of like skepticism and cynicism around just like, yeah, great, it's Robin Hood, but it's got a big budget and whatever. Like, mm. you're totally right there. And it always has to be like a twist. And I wonder, mm. again, I wonder how well I just straight up say it was released this year, just mm. granted with five years past a fucking awful version. But every version has to have a slightly different twist and a different version because studios feel like mm. they have to, but because of. I don't know. I don't know. They keep. They're compelled to keep coming back to it for some reason mm. as well. Well, I, I, I can tell you two reasons. Uh, the reason they come back to it time, no it, copyright. It's free. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And that, it has a recognizable
1: name. There it is the yes. IP is free and people recognize it. Yeah, Boof. make a fucking film. Put it mm. green light it now because it's the easiest sell. Um, the reason you don't tend to get a straight adaptation of Robin Hood. Uh, maybe less so now, but from the 80s onwards, the, the 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 very incorrect, shall we say, illusion of it is because not only was there so many film adaptations, there were TV adaptations as oh, well. Right? Yeah. And they were all doing the same thing, and the association of the folklore was the whole. Yeah, we know that already. I've seen that. It's done to death. I don't need to see it again. Kind of mm. like, f- f- as, as silly as this sounds as a comparison, but I guess it's the same thing mm. really in contemporary. Uh, Times, do I need to see Batman's parents get killed in that alleyway? Yeah. <laughs> oh God! It's like never again. Like, yes, like we know about it. But do you see the pearls? It's like the pearls are important. Um, we th- need to see
0: those pearls in slow motion, Matthew. Yeah,
1: <laughs> but with regards to that, there's also the the industry association. No, 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 no. Green tights is 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 out. It's not fashionable. Mm. It's old Hollywood. It's Technicolor stuff. Mm. Swashbuckling films are going to seem old and pony. We're not going to mm. do it and it's that negative connotation they think they're bringing to it but that's that's so gone now yeah people want that authenticity that
2: mm. it could thrive i think yeah i think it's it's interesting because i think men in tights does have a big impact mm. coming when it is in in terms of like home media consumption um i think it it got a lot of play in homes it's a film I've never actually seen, by the way. Really?
0: Yeah. It's fine. Um, I loved it as a kid. Yeah. Because I was... Because most of it went over your head? Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. I would have watched it when I was six or seven, probably something or something. Pretty young. Mm. The era of VH... Pre-DVD as what well. I remember yes. watching it on VHS. Yeah. yeah. So it would have been the mid to late 90s. Yeah. And it came out in 93, I think. So, mm. Yeah. And I think 30 you got fucking years got <laughs> a
2: fair amount of play on television and stuff like that. Yeah, I may have just seen it on yeah. TV. All right, Tim. Yeah. and obviously, Prince of Thieves also got uh, was a huge hit. Nice. Got a lot of TV I, and v- I VHS. That even more as a kid. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and and I think having those two so close to each other had a big impact because you have kind of what's seen as oh, this is a definitive take on it, and then here's a parody that kills off all the old versions. Yep. And so now we have to do something new with it. But I think we've got to a point where it's like, no, now the new thing is to just do a straight adaptation. (laughs) Yeah. And go back to- The subversion is just to do it
0: straight.
2: And (laughs) the, the, I think the thing is, is that at the moment, all that swashbuckling kind of style of stuff is kind of unpopular. Like, or at least no one's making it. Mm -hmm. I don't know if it's unpopular, It's just that no, it's not. It's not fashionable. Well,
1: again, pirate films was a recipe for death until two thousand and
2: three. Yes, exactly. And then, and then they were the biggest films in the world.
1: Exactly. And then died very quickly. Yeah, because again, unless you have the right director, the right crew, Mm. which we will come to later. Oh yes, um, we will. You will fail because it is a you. As much as studios think the free IP is really good, it's not free. It comes with a. Fuck ton of baggage. Yeah. And people's preconceptions about what that is. Like, I need to mm. see Robin. I've seen it before. It's Robin Hood, but it's based in d- downtown Detroit. It's like, okay. It's Robin Hood in space. It's like a mining like, That's the sure. wire,
0: Matthew, but in <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: That's
1: the point. It's like it's like, dude, what's the Robin twist? Hood's
0: coming, yo? <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> Little
0: John's coming, yo. It's <laughs> whistling in the background. Whistling like, in the background. I can't think of a single Robin Hood. Shotgun gun like, flicking his tie over his yeah. shoulder. Yeah. yeah.
1: But um yeah, it, it's it's a very strange thing to say. Like as you say, the subversion is now the the just to do it straight. But um, uh, I think with the right director with the right cast, you genuinely can do this. Mm. Also,
0: as we said before,
1: doesn't have to be live action. You could do an animated version. You could do a, mm-hmm. a stop motion version. You could do all kinds of things. Make with CGI version. Well, yeah,
0: you mentioned animated there. We mentioned it earlier. Fifty mm. fucking years ago as the Disney version. Those three are the definitive versions for me growing up. Is the Disney version. <coughs> Prince of Thieves and Men in Tights. yeah like, those are the three that I watched to death growing up. That's particularly the, the Disney one.
1: Yeah, that's the nineties Robin Hood starter kit. Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah. I was born in nineteen nineties. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. It's the whole like, do Do I wanna fuck that fox? <laughs> I don't think yeah, I do. Emma no. and I literally had this conversation <laughs> while we were eating dinner together. I was like, We're gonna talk about Robin Hood. And she was like, You're talking about the Disney one? I'm not, like, yeah, mm. like that fox is weirdly sexy, isn't <laughs> yeah. right? Can't
3: right. There are no trousers. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's
0: it's so weird how kind of oddly sexual that film is. They have some really like come to bed eyes to each other. Like, what is, what is happening here? This is. <laughs> I'll so tell you weird. what's happening: a sexual awakening. <laughs> <laughs> it's a
2: generation of furries, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, do we want to kind of go through some of? The, uh, we mentioned there were about Let's... twenty-five. Yes. Robin Hood adaptations. Should we just reel some off and just certainly. It's it. about
0: 20 I think yeah, it, I was in do. I was including like shorts And a few other bits and pieces mm. But
1: what we should do is also say if, And, and though I know I'll be chiming up a lot But if we've seen them Because I wonder if the audiences have also Because uh, audience, play along Whether you're on a bus Or in a McDonald's waiting line Or in an operating room I don't know <laughs> where you listen to this podcast <laughs> Basically shout on, I've seen that And I bet there's deathly
0: silence for so many of these fucking yeah, things I wonder if you've seen them all, Matthew. I haven't. I didn't I, can, I didn't think you had. My
1: father loved Robin Hood, um, really genuinely. Robin Hood, like Captain Blood, lots of Errol Flynn stuff, um, as well as westerns and things. We'll and so uh, as a Flynn. child, I would reject and go... Yeah. But then I've watched a lot as an adult. I did
0: the same thing. And about, after I've yeah. seen the definitive ones, I'm like, I'm going to stop now.
1: Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. So starting 101 years ago, in 1922... Robin Hood, a silent film starring Douglas Fairbanks. That's the Fairbanks one. It is pretty famous. Like, Mm. if you see the shot of him stood there with his hands on his hips, it very much influences a lot that goes forward. But I'm guessing almost none of you have actually sat down and watched it. I know I haven't. I have seen clips of it, but I've never sat down and actually watched the full thing. Have you, Matthew? I have. I like Fairbanks, yeah. I thought you would have seen that one. Next up, arguably... Tim, Tim, Tim. Sorry, Tim, Yes. No, I haven't seen I, the Fairbanks Yeah, yeah. I just wanted a big show. <laughs> Next up, a name you just mentioned, Matthew. Mm. And one of, I think, the definitive live-action actors who very much defined this role. In 1938, The Adventures of Robin Hood, starring Errol Flynn. Mm. I have seen this. Mm-hmm. I have as well. It is... I've seen
3: this. Hey, It is
1: arguably the best Robin Hood film. It is like mm. the...
0: Straight up definitive live action. It's joyful yeah. and
1: colorful and stupid and brilliant and also tense and romantic and everything you'd want from this era of Hollywood. It's fucking great.
0: Yeah, yeah. It is surprisingly watchable now. Like, yeah, yeah. Considering it's what, nearly 90 years old. The acting from,
1: from uh, Flynn feels quite grounded and. Yeah, yeah. Doesn't feel too showy, but still a bit of this going on in the background, but at the same time, feels right. And you're like, yeah, it kind of
0: works. We have a couple in the 40s. The first one in 1946 is The Bandit of Sherwood Forest, starring Cornel Wilde as Robert of Nottingham. And Robin Hood was played by Russell Hicks. No. 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 No, not seen that one. I have not. Um, it apparently mostly focuses on Robin Hood's son, Robert of Nottingham, which is why I said his name first. He's the main character. That's about all I know, folks. That's,
2: that's weird.
0: Yeah. Uh, 1948, The Prince of Thieves, starring John Hall as Robin Hood. Matthew? No. Same. No. No. Okay. 50s. Get ready for the 50s, folks. <laughs> There's a lot of I've, them. I've seen a few of these. I've seen a couple of them as well. 1951, Tales of Robin Hood, with Robert Clark as Robin Hood, and directed by Robert Lippert. No. No, I however, have seen it year-wise Have we missed Rogues of Sherwood Forest? Oh, sorry, yes, I scrolled too far yes, sorry. I was going to say, <clears> of <throat> the ones I have seen in the <laughs> videos, I, was like, I scrolled one little thing too far Sorry In 1950, Rogues of Sherwood Forest Starring John Derrick As Robin Hood's son Robin of Nottingham
2: Yes! <laughs> I've wow, not seen they them. really love Doing the It's, sun a, it's, angle. it's
1: a thing. Uh, to be fair, thing about sequelizers as well. We tend to go like, "What's the film we do le- legacy sequel?" <laughs> this is Robin Hood:
0: The Next Generation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Robin Hood Legacy, or whatever they would call it in yeah, 2015,
2: yeah, yeah. or whatever. I've not seen that. No,
0: 1952: The Story of Robin Hood and His Merry Men. It's mm. a Walt Disney picture. That's is that the ripoff one
2: that's
1: really just the same fucking film as the film one, but it's shite. <laughs> uh, yes, it is. Yeah, yes. fuck that uh, film. I've seen it as crap.
0: It stars Richard Todd as Robin Hood. Uh, Joan Rice has made Marion. Peter Finch. Hello, Peter Finch. We yeah, mentioned Peter yeah. Finch a little while ago because of his, I'm mad as hell and I'm not going to take uh-huh. any more speeches." the Sheriff of Nottingham.
1: I'm merry as hell. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
0: that's what we need. That's what we need. I want you to go on, lean out of your tree <laughs> and shout <sighs> and sing. Don't and sing. And pay 10% more taxes. <laughs> Uh, next, in 1954, The Men of Sherwood Forest, which is a Hammer production, uh, starring Don Taylor as Robin Hood.
1: don't think I've seen that one. I've not seen that. No, I haven't seen that.
0: The next one, I have seen for some fucking reason. <laughs> I watched it and I was like, I, I read it and I was like, I think I've seen that. And I looked up a bit more. It's 1958, the last one in the 50s. Thank God. The Son of Robin Hood. This is where I learned Get used to this, Tim. Yeah. It's a thing. Uh <laughs> Where the son of Robin Hood is actually his daughter. Oh, oh gender bendy twisty thing. I feel How like I've seen that one. Clever. Uh June Laverick is playing uh Rob Robin Hood. I don't think I've seen all of it. But I've Directed by George cl- Sherman as well. Uh, yeah, first. I feel like I've seen clips of it, certainly. I have seen that one. I think my dad, much like you, Matthew. My dad likes fifties movies because my dad was born in the fifties. Yeah. Yeah. My dad was born the year before that film came out in <laughs> nineteen fifty-seven. So yeah. Onto the 60s, Sword of Sherwood Forest, which is also produced by Hammer, the horror product. Mm. The reason I say, like, oh, Hammer film, mm. you probably know Hammer horror is the kind of common yeah. thing there, but they did a bunch of other stuff in the mm. 50s and 60s as well. Uh, no, I've, I, I'm quietly confident I haven't seen any 60s Robin Hood. I think I'm the same way. This is actually the, like, spiritual successor to one of the TV shows. So go. this is Richard Green from the TV show in the 50s coming back in the 60s for, like, right. a feature length kind of sequel kind of thing uh next up 1967 a challenge for robin hood <laughs> another hammer production shoelaces
3: uh, <laughs> velcro
0: <laughs> <laughs> barry ingham now playing robin hood oh, okay not seeing that one no same uh 1969 wolf's head the legend of robin hood another hammer production <laughs> see
1: that sounds cool that does uh,
0: that is uh, directed no. by uh, John Hoff and starring David Warbeck as Robin Hood. Oh, interesting. There you go. On to the 70s. Here we go. This is the one we've mentioned a couple of times already. A lot of you listeners have probably already seen. 1973's Robin Hood, the animated one from Disney and stuff.
1: Scottish chicken, in it?
0: Yep. <laughs>
2: <laughs> that fucking, I don't care lots, for the rooster. Lots of tracing from Jungle Book. Yep.
0: Yeah. And, and other yeah. things. Yes. Yeah. Um, Little John. Is just blue.
2: Yeah,
1: let's be honest.
0: Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I won't, we, we, I'm sure we'll talk about it. That's
1: th- that's the that's one time the, everyone in the audience goes, "Yeah, that one."
0: 1976 is <laughs> yeah. Robin and Marion. Yeah, I have seen this. I've
2: seen this as well. Yeah.
0: Starring Sean Connery mm. as Robin Hood. Audrey Hepburn has made Marion. Mm yeah it's it's a and it's ronnie right. ronnie barker is fire yeah. <laughs> it's Bucks it's a, a weird like it's weird as fuck.
2: Sedate romance yeah film yeah it, it's the
0: it's the lois and clark of it is robin. yes very much <laughs> it's robin and marion it's yeah. lois and clark
1: yeah i mean that kind of makes sense yeah god damn
0: none in the 80s folks no. no feature-length no. Robin Hood releases Feels in the Feels like 80s. there's a gap there, mm. don't we think?
1: Hmm, interesting. I feel like later in the show we should...
0: Maybe we'll, yeah. I don't know, come up with some ideas that might fill in the 80s gap. Yeah. 1991. Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. Again, probably another one a lot of you listeners may have seen. Yeah. Fucking Kevin Costner, isn't it, doing a terrible fucking accent, <laughs> as he often does. I.
2: That... Sorry, off to you, Tim, off to you, Tim. That song... Being number one for, I want to say... A million years? 12 or 13 weeks back when being number one meant something. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Um, and um, re- I still
1: really like that film. I do too. Um, I, was, I was seven when that came out, and you're right. It felt like... Because uh, when you mark time by school days and term time, Yeah, that song being around forever... By the way, the song question is uh, by Brian Adams. Uh, Whatever the fuck it's called, I know it's got some parentheses and all sorts of stuff. Everything, Everything
0: I do, I do it for you. Copyright strike. Well, without so. without the parentheses, it's do it for you. bitch. <laughs> yeah. Um.
1: Yeah. Right. That was that was around forever, but I still really enjoyed that film mm. and the opening. Um... Yeah.
2: When you're a child, it was around for an entire school term.
1: Yeah. Yes. <laughs> a, a a arguably. You know. A 14th of my life, or something yeah. ridiculous, yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, the the I remember the opening of the film being really fucking dark. We'll come into this more later because it starts with the
0: crusade, and you're like, The what? <laughs> and it's like, Oh, yeah,
1: you know, you know what Robin would be doing as a lord. It's like,
0: What? <laughs> it's yeah, because like, yeah. and then that was very much he hasn't we haven't got into this yet, like no. multiple origins of like, Was he a nobleman? Was he a farmer? Well, was he a crusade soldier and a lot of people mm, yeah. very much lean into that crusade soldier thing and the whole like oh and guy of gisborne was his like superior officer who mm-hmm. told him to do like and he basically abandoned his post and he's yeah, a deserter yeah. and all this kind of stuff like yeah there's the 90s
1: of... swinging it to he's a lord very much feels to me like um mm, can't be a povo going above his rank has to be a noble, r- wealthy, educated yeah, person doing the right thing. This is a thing
2: I hate. It's, yes. the, it's, it's the good the, apple it's cop. The, it's the, <laughs> yeah, it, it's the, let's make him a lord. A and A
0: B, all nobles are bastards. <laughs> <laughs>
2: uh, yeah, let's make him a lord who's on the side of the, who's uh, loyal to the, the the true king, not this usurper, yeah. Prince John. Um, and, uh, no, we, we like Richard the Lionheart, because he's off killing Muslims. Mm, um that
1: Frenchman who notoriously hates England, yes but historically is the most English
2: of people. Yep. Fuck off. Uh I don't like that. <laughs> no, neither do I. <laughs> uh that's like an invention from the fifteenth or fourteenth century. Yeah. I mean it's all an invention, but you know what I mean. Yeah, it's it's it, it's it's strong. Army. It's a latter addition to to yeah. the 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 myth, the folklore. Yeah. Um and also make a and also making him a, a fighting in the crusades mm-hmm. was a very later addition yeah to it uh and it's it's like it doesn't it doesn't need that he yeah. can just be he can mm-hmm. just be a dude yeah. you know <laughs> in the, in the in the original folklore he's he's a yeoman yes which yes. just basically means like kind of kind of the medieval equivalent of a middle class person yeah yeah basically. somewhere in the middle pretty
1: yeah much. but it opens with the as i say with the music the darkness and the bayo tapestry which is from Hundred yeah. years prior yeah. But it's all like oh, Set in the scene Kind of It's like opening A World War 2 film With like Ah Napoleons.
0: Like, yeah
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Sorry
3: <laughs> It's olden times
0: Matthew Yeah It's An indiscriminate Amount of time ago It's fine After
1: the Napoleonic war When Hitler was around Yeah We invaded Iraq It's like
3: ha- I mean, you're <laughs> not- Hang on What's happening here yeah, You're not wrong It was called The Great War
2: <laughs>
0: Uh particularly notable for me Alan Rickman being the fucking best oh, yeah man. just absolutely killing it as the sheriff of Nottingham yeah just, oh. chewing all the scenery and enjoying every bite I yeah. miss, I miss Rickman so much
2: we all do oh man uh, and and they were like hmm this this uh horrible oppressive uh sort of rapist rapist <laughs> we'd not we've not made him evil enough Let's make him a satanist as
3: well.
1: Yeah. <laughs> is his right.
2: witch mother friend. Yes.
0: Yeah. And uh, notable for former Robin Hood, Sean Connery, appearing as King Richard in the last, like, ten minutes. Yeah. Before
1: you get married, I'm going to kiss her. That's not how
2: marriages work. Fuck you. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> you want me to slap <laughs> you too? Or you're, or you're referencing some real nasty medieval shit that used oh, to go on. Oh, fucking pre shit. Yeah. 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 But also,
1: it's all like, that's the thing. Ma- Maid Marian can't just be a fair maiden or whatever. It has to be like she's the king's cousin. Yeah, like, that makes her royalty. Yeah. <laughs>
0: okay. He's a noble. She's royalty. Problem solved. <laughs> lot of, solved. A lot of tough Now rich people are good people. Everything's yeah. fine. Yeah. Also in 1991, this film one fucking weird <laughs> oh. and terrible. Robin Hood mistake. <laughs> Big mistake. <laughs> Starring Patrick Bergen and Uma Thurman, of all people, it is the weird pseudo Aussie version of it, where they make up new characters, and it was only released in like Europe and Japan. <laughs> I'm gonna say mistake again, and we're moving on. <laughs> mistake. <laughs> Matt, was, have you seen it? I have seen it. I have seen it as well. Yeah, oh, it was wow. a mistake. A mistake. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was a TV movie in the US. That's how bad it was. Right. Like, okay. No, you can fuck off with this shit. Next up, the aforementioned 1993's Robin Hood Men in Tights, of course, starring Carrie Elwes West as mm. Robin Hood. Mm. And plenty of other mad shit, including Patrick Stewart taking the piss out of Sean Connery. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> because they yeah. didn't like each other in no. real life. <laughs> and uh, excellent. <laughs> Dave Chappelle's in there. Dave Chappelle is in there. Yeah. I watched a clip earlier this morning and I was like, huh. That guy sounds a lot like, oh, no, it is. That <laughs> yeah. is Dave Chappelle. And that's
1: largely because, like, it's like, Brooks, as in Mel Brooks, director, well, what's 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 the angle on here? It's like, well, you know, Morgan Freeman's in the other one. It's like, I see. So you've decided to take that character Yeah, but it's Dave Chappelle. It's like, this is going to be offensive. <laughs> <laughs> Turns out it was. Yeah. Um, yes, I've seen it. Yeah, same. I
0: have not. Yeah, it's one we could have covered in our parody films, funnily enough. Mm, very true, actually. It's very much a spoof, as you mentioned, Mel Brooks, kind mm, of the mm. king of parody and in, mm-hmm. in one of the best directors for, for comedy and all that kind of stuff. And it is just all the campy mad shit you could possibly imagine, plus some offensive 90s stuff, as you said, Matthew, yeah. shoved into about 100 minutes of movie. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And it is. I remember enjoying it as a kid. I have not watched it in twenty five years, something like that, probably. Yeah. And I have no intention of going <laughs> back anytime soon.
1: It's it's a nineties uh, comedy. Um, mm. I think there's some really funny bits and really funny observations in it and things like that. Oh, that's funny. That's good. I mean, a bit where like Cary Elwes is charismatic yeah. as fuck in that movie. There's a great moment where where Cary Elwes, uh, Robin Hood, is in the, this archery tournament, classic Robin Hood shit, and misses. Yeah, and he's like, "I lose. I don't lose." This is right. Let me see the script. He pulls the script out and he's like, Ha! Ah, I get another shot. And then there's like Prince John and uh I like, said, wait, 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 what? Does he? And they put the script. And he goes, Oh no, he doesn't. Yeah, all right, go on. It's it's
0: little It's the black dynamite of <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, I was gonna say, like the space balls with the rewinding yeah, yeah, of the yeah. video, except that's much funnier. Yeah. Um so there are bits that work, but there's uh, there's other bits which like the whole one of the main premises of the story is that Maid Marion is in a literal metal chastity belt and he gonna get in and fuck it. And it's like
0: Yep. What? That's the joke, <laughs> Matthew. Uh,
1: it's a thing. Anyway, what's Th- what's next?
0: Thankfully, not much is next. We've only got two left. Because again, but then killed it. <laughs> yes, this is very much exactly. So we have a seventeen-year gap, the longest in the history of the franchise, going in, including because the previous gap was fifteen years from seventy-six to ninety-one. The seventeen-year gap from ninety-three to two thousand and ten. The aforementioned Ridley Scott. Russell Crowe shit show, also just called Robin Hood.
1: Now, here's the thing. I was actually quite optimistic about this one
0: until one point. Mm -hmm. Was it that interview that he did, that Russell Crowe did on radio, where everybody questioned why he was doing an Irish accent and he just got pissed off and walked (laughs) out?
1: No, see, that bit I'm fine with. His shitty (laughs) accent's fine, because I'm not from
0: Nottingham. Um, But But he's an Aussie doing... Something. something that sounds more like a something that should offend you, yeah. Uh, Irish Matthew, nah, because we're literally wearing an Irish rugby top as uh, we speak,
1: <laughs> it's because he doesn't know any better. Um, but, <laughs> but basically, the, the reason I'm not particularly bothered by it is when it came when it was announced, like Ridley Scott is going to do a Robin Hood, it's like, great, of all the people you want to do Robin Hood, it's Ridley Scott, mm. and then you're like. And he's doing it in this sort of like much like, um, because I, as we mentioned in the show before, I really like um, Kingdom of Heaven
0: and his take on the Crusades and things. And like, yeah, this could be good. And it's announced. If it was like a spiritual success at Kingdom (laughs) of Heaven and there's a little Russell Crowe in the cut into some scenes of Kingdom of Heaven in the Crusades. He's he's the boy. (laughs) (laughs) The boy cut
1: was Robin Hood all along. (laughs) That might add up, because technically (laughs) speaking, Kingdom of Heaven ends with Uh, No, Richard the Lionheart saying, "I'm going to go to the the Crusades now." And Robin Hood starts with King, uh, um, King Richard saying, "I'm old, I'm tired, I'm gonna die." We've exposed it all, folks. Yeah, you can literally go straight point out. I thought this would be fantastic. Boycott. However,
0: restore the Ridley verse.
1: The things that cut it for me was the uh in the early uh, in the late two thousand sorry with the internet uh uh, flame with (laughs) fucking pornography. The idea that there was uh, so many chat rooms and forums and servers and things. And like, uh, this is like, Ain't It Cool News, for example. Oh, God. And all this <laughs> stuff was like, became memeable before it was memes of Oscar Isaac shouting, An outlaw! <laughs> and it's like, that became a sort of joke. It was like, that is a bit of an exaggerated performance. <laughs> I don't necessarily like what Russell Crowe's doing with his voice. I'm not confident this is going to be a good film. And then it came out and it was, it was very bland um but going into it it had all the promise of being something genuinely interesting genuinely
0: genuinely decent except it was just not to give you a rundown you have everyone from Kate Blanchett as made you're like fuck yeah cool Perfect great. yeah as you mentioned Oscar Isaac weird choices prince john but sure yeah
1: <laughs> well you want to play someone who's like quite menacing and and Randy and I'm like
0: i mean yeah, yeah sure Danny Houston is King Richard. Mark Addy is perfection for <laughs> Friar Tuck. Yep. When you think Friar Tuck, you fucking think Mark Addy. Like, yeah. perfect, perfect casting. Uh, Matthew McFadden is the Sheriff of Nottingham. Kevin Durant is Little John. And who cares? Scott Grimes as Will Scarlet. Yeah.
1: <laughs> but the, the, the interesting thing they did there was, McFadden was going to be Sheriff of Nottingham as a weasel. Yes. As like a proper, yeah, like, yeah. I am a terror... Not like... like Alan Rickman level of like menacing. Mm. There's no Prince John here. There's no, just he's Rickman. a wolf, man. You're not a wheeze. Oh, sorry. <laughs> but um it's the idea that it was this pitiful tax collecting thug, basically, but it was also very petty. But then we had the other merry men who were doing the almost Henry V style thing of doing, well, one of them's gonna be Scottish, one of them's gonna be Welsh. One's going to be Irish. We're going to be representing the home county, sort of thing, home countries, as it were. Well. it's like, yeah, that's meant to be the, the, the folklore representation of every one of the people on these British and, and Iberian Islands have been fighting in, um, uh, in, in the Crusades, and they've all been fucked over. And now they're coming back to represent, you know, it's, it's that banding together, quite literally banding together. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, uh-huh. but at the same time, no, it just, it was, so, and also Mark Strong being in there, I was like, this could be great. Wasn't. Nope. Nope. Last of all, the most recent time of recording. Which is the thing, because you think again, that would have killed it again. Like, oh, who's gonna do it? The perfect cast is it well, arguably, the perfect budget, a good director for it,
2: killed it. Yeah. And then they said, Well, let's do this. Let's wait eight years and, to and, do the next one. Not to drag on a Ridley Scott, but like <laughs> it just feel, it feels like an entire film of setup. It feels like it feels yep. like almost like solo, yeah, or like Batman Begins, but it's only the first. It you he barely even puts the uniform on. Funny you should say that, Tim. Yeah, because that's literally what this one is. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. It
0: is literally Batman Begins. It was originally titled Robin Hood Colon Origins because fucking creativity is dead, I yeah. suppose. But and it also
1: feels like a a fucking um guy Ritchie's. King, King Arthur, Arthur. Yeah. yeah, fucking, and just also, one of the also, worst d-
0: films
2: I've ever watched. Let's make it fucking Call of Duty, calling <laughs> an airstrikes. Yeah, twelve hundreds <laughs> edition.
1: Yes. By, by the way, he literally goes in with uh, his bow and arrow. I don't even know what this fucking film is, but it yeah. doesn't matter. We'll get to it in a second. It's Robin
0: Hood. Robin Hood. <laughs> it's called Robin Hood. <laughs> yeah, they're all called Robin Hood.
1: Yeah. Um. But he walks in like he's done like a sort of like. Uh, like uh, contemporary SAS cover yeah. formation stuff. Check those corners. Like that's yeah. not how bow works, you idiot. Yeah. And then he like calls in a sort of a, a trebuchet style airstrike. It's yeah. like, what is this? Kill streak. <laughs> fucking
0: ridiculous. It's 2018, starring Taryn Egerton as Robin Hood. Who we <laughs> love. Yeah. So great casting. The issue with this film, and and the same with the 2010 one, to be fair, some of the casting is fucking brilliant. Yep. And again, I was having this conversation with my wife earlier. And I was like. So I've, I've come up with my idea and I was like reading through my cast list and going through my idea for what we'll talk about in the second half and all that kind of stuff. And I was like, oh, yeah, that would be really cool. And I did think like you could do almost like, like Taron Egerton would be really good to have in this role, you know? <laughs> he'd, be, he'd make a really good like young Robin Hood and like, I oh, you'd have like Ben Mendelsohn in there and like, I, never in a million fucking years did I say, yeah, make a good fry Tuck. Tim Minchin (laughs) said literally no one ever Uh, I like Tim Minchin a lot But fuck me Has he badly cast this movie There are roles
1: for people And there are roles not for
0: people And also Jamie Foxx is in this movie As Little John He's being too charming as well Weird Little John should be a little dense And it's directed by everyone's favourite director Otto Bathurst. Who's that you say? (laughs) Exactly He's from Peaky Blinders. I'm not making that <laughs> shit up. Tim set me up about 30 minutes ago cuz this motherfucker just does TV and then they were like here's 100 million dollars to make a shitty Robin Hood movie.
2: Great.
1: What was the um
2: can you make it as brown as possible? <laughs> what was the year that uh, or the
1: years because there was a Robin Hood TV series in mm. Britain. I think it was maybe maybe 2006-2009.
0: Yeah,
2: yeah, it was it was Sort of Doctor Who's not on the on the Doctor yeah. Who's been a big success. Yes, uh, we'll Merlin Merlin has been a moderate success, Merlin's a thing, yeah. Uh, but neither of them are on TV at the moment. What can we fill that gap yeah. with?
1: Because I remember that being um, reasonably received by kids at the time because it was very much like mm. a kids show, and they cast a dude from fucking Nottingham, all, well, definitely from the north, either way or the Midlands. So it sounded appropriate. Um, and I want to say Richard Armitage or something was the sheriff or something, and it, yeah, yes. the, from um, the Hobbit. Um, and it was it was all very you know campy. I'll get you next time, uh, sort of stuff. Rich
0: Darmich is Guy who gets born, by the way. Not oh, is he Guy who gets He's born? not. He's not sure. Oh, watching. interesting. I didn't watch obviously.
1: Um, but also another one, Quintessential. Um, enough people in the audience of a certain age from a certain country. So That's a very small bracket here, but let's face it, it's all quite a large part of our listenership. We'll be thinking. You haven't mentioned pancakes yet. <laughs> because it is in Britain very soon. Pancake Day. It is. Yep.
3: What
2: on earth are those filthy peasants doing with that disgusting slop? I think it's pancake day. Yes, it's pancake day. It must be pancake day.
1: And the whole point of that is uh, there was a series by Tony Robinson, who was Baldrick in Blackadder and other bits and pieces in Britain, called. Uh, Made Marian and Her Merry Men. Yes. It was a very silly comedy series uh, and it was brilliant and subversive and for kids. But um, again, TV played a big part in what was um, popular and how Robin Hood's been perceived, et cetera, et cetera. So the film was always like, eh, we can do this quite cheaply. We don't need to do a high budget period film. We just have a bunch of people in costumes, sling them in a the woods, done. So quintessentially, we've always ended up with the problem of like Robin Hood. It's like, what do we do? What makes it thematic? What makes it um, uh, cinematic, basically? Mm. What's, what's the point of doing an adaptation? And then you end up with, well, we'll do a, a frankly boring mm. uh, Ridley Scott Robin Hood film mm. or a fucking ridiculous um, everything's on fire and everything's made of leather, you know, 2018 Robin Hood. Mm. And everyone goes, nah, it's toxic. It's like, nah, it isn't toxic you people are making the wrong fucking decisions. Mm. That's the problem.
2: The pro- The problem to sum it up is that Hollywood is currently terrified of having someone cut through a rope that's attached to a chandelier and using that to fly through the air <laughs> up onto <laughs> the next level of a castle. When And they're like, that's Tim hokey old shit. No, that's the most baller raw shit yeah. and people should be doing it all the time. <laughs> T-
1: Tim is one- Hundred percent on it. That's exactly because <laughs> if you d- if you look at parts of what we consider some of the more cool stunts mm. in the Daniel Craig era Bond stuff, it's when yeah. he's standing, he goes shoots a rope and goes flying through, goes oh my god, he's off like crane, he's parkouring. That's Robin Hood, motherfucker. Yeah,
2: they do it in Stardust. Yes, it's cool as shit. It's cool as shit. It's so good. Yeah, yeah, I agree with you too. Fucking Charlie Cox, he'd be a good Robin Hood.
1: Oh. He's a little aged out now, in my opinion. But I, I agree with you.
2: But you can do a slightly older Robin Hood. Robin Hood's one of those things well, where Russell Crowe
1: was old as
2: fuck. Yeah, Ro- yeah, yeah,
1: and he was the wrong choice. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Robin Hood's one of those things where you can kind of go all over the place with the age. You can. Um, you, you can do a lot with it. I mean, yeah.
1: as we've seen with a grey bearded fucking Robin leaning up against a tree, going "Hello, it's me, your Robin Hood." Yeah. And you're like, I didn't expect this. You're gonna go up the chandelier? No, just gonna have a shit down and have a schmoke. Yeah. Maybe don't. Um, but the only thing I'd like to see. Much like war films, I may not have done this with my own casting stuff later. We'll find out, but the idea is that when you do like World War II movies, like Fury, for example, a very good tank movie, decent movie by David Ayer, and the tank commander is Brad Pitt in his fifties, and like you need to stop. <laughs> nope. World War II, that motherfucker needs to be twenty-five. Yeah. <laughs> and his crew need to be like nineteen. Yeah. That's how that shit went. Because we always like, oh yeah. The war was one. No, was one of my children, mm. and, and so you when he's like Robin Hood's like he needs to be a plucky eighteen year old. It's like, mm, I mean, you you write to him. I'd love to see like an old Robin Hood, mm. but I'd love to see him in a Batman Beyond style situation <laughs> where he's like teaching. <laughs> where he's school. got. No kids. Where he's got his
0: kid, son of Robin Hood. Robert, we're back Robert to, of Nottingham. Robert yeah. of Nottingham. We're back to this again. Terry McGuinness. Yeah,
1: that's that's the new Robin Hood decided. Yeah, I'm gonna I would make some changes, boys. Hang on. Right? <laughs> So, yeah, he's got
0: a suit with wings. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this Robin Hood flies. Yeah. There's weird um, mutants, and he's maybe a clone, except he's not a clone, and then he's a clone <laughs> again, and he might not be yeah. a clone. So what could Batman Beyond? <laughs> with regards to, to Robin Hood, just to, to, to tie this all up for our second half,
1: there are so many versions. Everyone's version from a certain age tends to be different, but the truth is there are only a very small handful of actual
0: versions that have endured. There's a handful of them that the, granted, the ones, yeah, the ones we have seen are the ones worth watching, and that's about it. Yep. There's a bunch of shit all around it. We didn't even get into like short films, non-theatrical releases, mm, yeah. TV movies, Shrek, a bunch of TV Fucking series, Shrek, Shrek that has literal Robin Hood and his merriment. But it, and... he's
2: French. I mean, I know I quoted it in my <laughs> intro. Why do they make him French? Because Shrek,
0: Shrek is the worst, Tim. We've discussed Shrek this.
1: Is the Again, worst. a lot of the lords at the time might have been French-language-speaking people, so maybe,
0: but also... P- post, no! <laughs> yeah. It's post-Norman invasion, I yeah. guess, so yeah. it'll be French, and if he's from noble blood, then I guess he'd be the French. The nobles
1: were speaking French before they speak... Again, Yeah, maybe. But, Shit, Shrek was but right all along! I'll give you this.
0: Shrek is not thinking that. No. no, Shrek is love. Shrek is Shrek. love. Nope.
1: <laughs> Shrek thinks it's being funny, is the answer. Yeah. <laughs> and it ain't.
0: I like that Shrek... could. Try to be funny and then accidentally historically accurate. Where <laughs> all other interpretations have failed.
1: I like how every time we try and have a serious conversation, Shrek balls into the <laughs> fucking room. <laughs> somebody, <laughs> and we're like, "Get the fuck out of here!" <laughs> and everyone gets very angry at us. Even everyone right. gets,
0: yeah, yeah, still angry to this day.
1: Yeah, Shrek robs from nobody. Just wants to be left alone. <laughs> Worst Robin Hood. <laughs> um. So yeah. Uh, I I think it's a a story that we said earlier. It's quintessentially very very British, very European, but it's very relatable in certain capacities as a folklore tale. It's it's yeah. so loose in the way that I said before. There's it's
2: so classic underdog story entirely.
1: Know. Until he's a lord. Yeah. And even then, it's like yeah, but he's a lord who was picked upon. Um. But even as I said that, like the idea of there's ton, tons of folklore in like um in Asia and stuff like China, especially where there's like oh yeah, he's a bandit, mm. but he does the right thing and he just like.
0: He's he's playful
1: and whimsical. It's like
2: yeah, yeah, that's that's Robin. Hood. And yeah. then Zhangji
0: chases him through the desert and beats him yes. up. There you go. <laughs> it, even like the really really early days, like he was basically a bandit. He was an asshole. Yeah, mm-hmm. he would steal. He would murder. He would like lie to Marion and all kinds of shit. Like he was not a good character. Which we've seen rehearse, recycled through history for Britain as well with uh, the other big
1: major spike in our shared island history, uh, Dick Turpin highwaymen women People who literally go like yeah. mm, um, Stand and deliver It's like what's this And it's like well you d- drive mm. on the carriage, You know in your, in your carriage mm. And then someone would write up and say Hello And they'd have a mask on And they'd be like Hello m'lady mm. And they <laughs> Not milady, like You know fedora Doffing yeah. But they would literally Say right rob you But they'd mm. be so
2: fucking charming And so yeah. discurrent They'd and- be Robert Carlyle And Johnny Lee Miller <laughs>
1: <laughs> Plunkett McLean. That's a That's a technique of Robin Hood film Kind of Except yeah. they just kind of embezzle the money a lot um but yes yeah so subsequently it keeps reoccurring these themes keep cropping up historically and things and where we are now in britain politically we need a fucking robin Hood story we really do um and not some poncy ass lord who is some you know, one of the rich who's come down from his tower to say, "Ah, Povos, I've got your yes. back. Don't worry." Um, like the, the version that is John Cleese and the Time Bandits kind of thing. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, yeah. As I say, I think I think we need a version that's quite decent. We may never get it, but uh, it's it's an interesting subject to talk about, and uh, it's a very interesting one to pitch and cast because, as as Jack mentioned earlier it's it's not like James Bond where you're like, well, you have to do certain things. Like, mm. no. You have to do these things because if you don't, we're going to say that's bullshit
0: and we're not going to watch it. Like they tried to do in the 90s and it failed. <laughs> yeah. So hopefully we'll learn from those mistakes and we'll come up with our own ideas. I'm very curious. Mm. We've gone in some interesting directions, folks. Space. <laughs> I can't not think of...
3: Space! Space!
1: 55-year-old Tim Curry is Robin Hood in space with a Russian accent for no reason. Give me my money. That's what he says.
3: <laughs> One place not corrupted by capitalism. Mm-hmm. I mean, he hates... Nottingham!
0: <laughs> he does hate taxes.
1: Yeah. Today's episode is sponsored by Audible. Audible has thousands of audiobooks, podcasts, comedy specials, and so much more. And we're here to enhance this fantastic experience, because if you head to audibletrial.com sequel, you get a month free and an audiobook on us. I'm going to recommend Ivanhoe. <laughs> of all the Robin Hood literature, <laughs> I went for Ivanhoe by Walter Scott. There are adaptations of Ivanhoe that do actually feature Robin Hood, though. Oh,
0: very much so, yeah. We yeah. didn't even... There's more to include if we go on to Ivanhoe stuff. Yeah. on our list, but we'll be here forever. Otherwise, I have them written down. I didn't include them. Nah.
1: nah, yeah. But if you want to hear that, or uh, genuinely, that's a, a decent, a decent novel to listen to, uh, uh, being read out, or alternatively, any other pick of your choice, you can head on to audibletrial.com/sequel. That's a month free, an audiobook on us, and all the coins in your purse.
0: Audible, robbing from the people. To give to Jeff Bezos, so he can go to space. So, as we said, we're not actually doing like proper mini pitches or full pitches or anything like that. We're kind of going to have almost like where we do the end of a pitch, and we kind of come together and we do like the little writers' room discussion. Mm. We got it's not the gas leak year. Before any of you <laughs> smart-ass listeners say like, "Oh, you're gonna do something slightly different," and one half's gonna do this and the other half's gonna do that. no, 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 no. We kind of know the story of Robin Hood, give or take. So we've come up with a director, a title and release year and a cast and a bunch of characters, obviously the characters from the fucking Robin Hood story. And each of us have come up with three different versions. And we're basically going to have a bit of a discussion about these options. So, Tim,
3: why don't you kick us off? I shall do. Um, I have gone for a release year. Of
0: 1983 Ah we, we hinted at it earlier The 80s There's, the 80s there's no feature length Robin Hood movies In the 1980s Does no. so it make sense? Funny enough The ones that are Are like The Russian version Of Ivanhoe And yeah. stuff like that That I refuse to include
2: Yeah uh, There was a popular Like TV series In Britain In the 80s Correct um, But You know Hollywood doesn't care about that No Um, I've gone for just Robin Hood as the title, I figure you're not competing against other adaptations so much at this point. You know, maybe you want to throw an extra word in there or something, but to be honest, 80s titles tended to be pretty straightforward. True.
1: Um. Batteries not included.
2: Exactly. Commando. Commando, etc. Predator. I, despite what I was saying earlier, uh-oh. Have gone for an American director. <gasps> Tim! Interesting. Blaspheme! But I've gone I, for I someone... I say a hypocrite. <laughs> uh, I've gone for someone who I think gets Britain enough. Okay. And that person is Richard Donner.
1: I mean, I'm sucker for Donner, so... Yeah. I'm always game for Donner. Um,
2: so this would be post-Superman. Yeah. Uh, Post-The Omen. Mm-hmm. And oh, yeah. see the Omen yeah. is one of the prime examples of like
1: this feels like a British film. Exactly. That was yeah, very yeah. much
2: my thinking. Um and it is I believe just pre Lady Hawk. Yeah. Yeah. Um and essentially it would make him basically doing kind of a one two punch in the 80s fantasy boom. Mm. Um except obviously Robin Hood is not fantasy, it's just Medieval, legend. folkloric, legend stuff. I would I wouldn't be introducing magic and all that kind of stuff. Uh, no, so no be, half-blind witch. No. Oh. Um. So it would be you know as grounded as as Robin Hood tends to be. Yeah. You know, still firing arrows in ways that arrows don't necessarily go. But <laughs> yeah. Um. Very much, I'm picturing kind of tone-wise. A little bit of kind of 80s grime on it. Um, Possibly even a little bit, I don't want to say horror tinged, but that kind of slight misery (laughs) from The Omen. Yeah, Um, I get get it. And and just a kind of quite a down-to-earth approach Mm -hmm. to it. Um, As much as I love a big swashbuckly robin hood and i definitely that if if someone were to make a robin hood film now that is what i would want i think back in the 80s that probably wouldn't be what would sell necessarily no you
1: you we're getting some of the um this is an interesting point about the 80s because we've talked about this before when we bring up back to the future that's a bit of a fucking segue um and we brought up when we talk about like um uh, way way back when, when we talk about creatures in the Black Lagoon, where it's like in the eighties, there was the thirty year cycle revival of, of, of the fifties, mm. and therefore obviously beyond that to mm. um, uh, pretty much you know old Hollywood. Yeah. So there was a, a a a a window you could like have some nostalgia for this sort of stuff. Mm. But again, because the fifties was just awash with shit Robin Hood films, mm. you'd have to do something arguably different and yeah. a grounded
2: more realistic um semi bleak shall we say yeah yeah i, I can say that but I, but i think you can also have something that is very much um in the spirit in the spirit and the idea of this i think you can contrast and this is something that very much kind of appears in a lot of the 80s fancy in lady hawk in uh, legend especially Speaking of Ridley Scott, um, kind of contrasting the uh, even though it's pre-industrialization and all that kind of stuff, Mm -hmm. but the kind of the idea of like city versus countryside and the kind of the castle sense of of Nottingham and the kind of squalor and all that kind of stuff, the poverty that you would have there versus the more kind of pastoral out in the out in Sherwood Forest. That's a good point. Purity good and, and, and that kind of stuff. Yeah, the Wordsworth um, were th- yeah, you know, a different, different era. But yeah, exactly. Because
1: the fact is that Nottingham would have been, like most medieval cities, a walled city. Yes. And to get through the wall, you go through a gate, yeah. which is guarded, and you ain't fucking getting through there without probably paying a tax or yeah. whatever it happens to be or being you know, ID'd in some respect. Yeah. And the idea that country living would have been the right way to live. Yeah. And it's like, well, yeah, but if we go back to the land, it's all un... Mm. un- Hindered by brick and stone and dirt mm. and filth, whereas out here you've got good, honest living. I know it's bullshit, but you know, I, mean, yeah. I could see that being
2: yeah, that's interesting. And you can you can have lots of you know black-armored enforcers of the sheriff's will, yeah. thundering down country lanes, kicking up mud and stuff like that, bringing yeah. this corruption out into the countryside, kind of stuff. Um, As a city boy, I hate that, but you know what? I I, I respect it. <laughs> yeah, uh, and. And I think the '80s, you also can have a certain moral simplicity to it, uh, with you know a real kind of no. The sheriff's just a dickhead, and Robin Hood is a good guy. Yeah. <laughs> you don't need to. You don't need to introduce a bunch, a whole bunch of moral ambiguity of like, hmm, but is he? You know, he's doing all these bad things. Maybe he is a real terror. You know, oh. yeah. it's like no. The the sheriff is a tyrant. Prince John is a tyrant. Mm-hmm. Robin Hood is standing up for what is right. It, it's the Stephen King bully theory,
1: mm. which is these kids are bullies. Oh, how do you mean? You mean they're like pushing you around and being all like difficult, but maybe they were, you know, coming from a bad broken home? No, they're wankers and they're going to cut their name into you. It's like, mm-hmm. That's, that sounds bad. Yeah. It's like, it is bad. It's like watching Stand By Me, for example, <laughs> yeah. like going like, oh, yeah, yeah, these bullies seem pretty mean. It's like, they are mean. And these kids are in actual danger. Yeah. Now they're going to walk down a road. And it's like, huh. Oh, yeah, fair play. <laughs> no, I get that. Uh, so cast wise. Yeah. Very curious. Mm, yeah. Um, if, if you say I'm American Robin Hood, we're going to have an interesting moment here. I'm not complaining, but I'm curious because you've got American director.
2: I don't have a, uh, an American Robin Hood. A French Robin Hood. I have a Scottish Robin Hood. Oh, hello. <laughs> uh, here we I, go. I have Ian Charlson. Oh, shit. Who was best mm. known for Chariots of Fire. Yeah. Uh, was also in, was it a passage to India around yeah. this time, I think? Um, tragically died very young from uh, HIV AIDS. Yeah. Um, but had to just kind of, a few years prior to this, had this breakout role in uh, *In Chariots of Fire. Yeah. Well, it's a really
1: good casting decision, actually, now I think about it, because, you know, Lithe-looking individuals, sort mm. of thing, but also more importantly, and I hate to say this because it it shouldn't matter, but it kind of does, because you know acting, you mm. can act the role. Like, mm. Yeah, but when you come from Scotland, you have that oppression yeah. in your genes. You, have yeah. got he's that. A, he's a he's a
2: working class actor. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, he's got a kind of scrappiness, and like you say, he's kind of lithe. He's not like a big, muscly '80s action yeah. hero. Yeah. Um, he he strikes me as someone who could convincingly be out in the woods, in the countryside, living off the land kind of thing. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, for my maid, Marion, mm-hmm. I am mm. sneaking in there and grabbing her before she's a Bond girl. Oh. Uh, Mariam Darbo. Oh, uh, nice. From The Living Daylights. Yeah. it's um, a good idea. Yeah. British actress. I think she would work very well in that role. Mm-hmm.
1: Would your maid, Marion, be... Actually, no. You know what? I will wait. Oh, wait, we'll get through the casting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because um, I, 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 we mentioned, we have, you know the story, we know the mm. plot, but we know from what Tim said earlier that it's very unlikely this Robin Hood's going to be
2: Sir Lord yes. Robin <laughs> fucking whatever. So we'll go we'll, yeah. we'll come back to that in a second. But yes, mm. go ahead. Sorry, you carry on. Um, for my Sheriff of Nottingham, yes. and I picture this very much because I know cer- certain places or certain adaptations play up more of the King John, Prince John angle and yes. have Sheriff as kind of a heavy... That's just kind of doing his enforcing this would be much more john is in the background oh he's he's present but he's not a big as big a factor you know he's maybe in like two or three scenes mhm um and the sheriff is the major presence yeah he's he's the main adversary the other one exactly. is just
1: the the uh string puller in the background
2: kind of exactly thing. yeah, yeah. Okay. um sort of a uh, um, a little bit of a, a Palpatine to a Vader mm. where it's yeah. you know you have the the sheriff being this terrifying person but then you realize like oh and he's also being pressured to do these horrible things by someone who's even worse yes I kind of think okay. uh, so for my sheriff I have Sam Neil hell yeah oof 80 Sam Neill is a good shout. Yeah, I, I like that. I wanted someone who was quite handsome as the Sheriff of Nottingham.
1: Um, I like the... Oh, hang on. He hasn't been in the Omen 3 yet. No. <laughs> no, no, um, no, no, no.
2: But there, there was that connection. Yeah. I was like, Interesting. Future Damien. Uh, yeah. Um, and I mentioned King John slash Prince John. Yes. For him, I've gone, I've gone for some, some name typecasting. Yeah, sure. Because I've gone for John... Hurt. Oh.
1: very good. So yeah, he's he's out of like um the TV. I Claudius in the seventies and yeah, done the alien just done stuff. Alien. Yeah, 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 yeah. and an Elephant Man as well. Yes, yeah, yeah. No, that's a, that's some that's some. Mm, uh, wait, wait, sorry, eighty three. Yeah. So he's about to do nineteen eighty four as well. Yeah. Nice. Nice. Yeah. He also looks like he's a craggy ninety year old man, despite being probably thirty at the yeah, time. Yeah. <laughs>
3: Yeah, so oh, like, of like
1: early 40s or something, yeah. I guess. So you've got a very sort of uh, semi-suave, mm. charming uh, sheriff mm. and this very different type of Prince John. That's mm. interesting. That's
2: interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, some merry men. Okay. Please do. <laughs> that. No, moving on. He just can told I, us. Can I uh, some guys from the pub? Merry up your men. Um,
1: uh, my men are quite merry as it is. Uh, as little John.
2: Mm-hmm. Jonathan Reese davies Oh, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Bad dates. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm going to go with... I'm going to switch on my order slightly. Uh, I'll go for that one the last. A reveal have, for later. I have some stunt casting slightly.
1: <laughs> okay.
2: Uh, as Friar Tuck, uh, someone who will also be in Lady huh. Alfred Molina.
0: Hell yeah! Doctor Octopus himself
3: always
1: again another indie connection. I like it. (laughs) Yeah, a loose one,
2: but still yes. Um, and then finally, as Will Scarlet, and I don't know why I have this connection in my head, but I always picture if 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 we're making the D and D party of the Merry Men, sure. In my brain, Will Scarlet is a bard. He's always a fop, isn't
0: he? Um Alan Adale is the bard. He's the he's the minstrel of the group, usually. Mm, yes. But the so, two yeah. get
1: merged quite a lot in Yeah. So the thing
0: is, yeah, there's a debate about whether one are the same. Yeah. And it's actually like because he's also tends to be uh like love rival, potentially, yes. and like a similar age, or sometimes the youngest of the group mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff. But that also happens to Alan Adale, which is Yeah. is a fucking terrible name. Uh, <laughs> we won't even touch on like half of the Merry Men I'm guessing yeah, in yeah. our pictures, because no. there's a fucking dozen of them. Yeah. But yeah, the, it's a weird mashup of like... Yeah, because the, the chicken in the 1973 one, which is a weird thing to say. <laughs> the rooster. I yeah. do not that, care for that character. That's Alan O'Dale is, mm. is the minstrel there, but... Well, Scarlet works there as well, yeah. for sure. Because who cares? Merge all the Merry Men. Yeah. Like you've got Little John, you've got Friar Tuck, I mean, I, yeah. yeah, yeah. And the other what well, the other ones?
2: Yeah, Christian Slater. Yeah,
0: Chris, um, <laughs> I was your brother. <laughs> what? <laughs> well John Frytock and Christian Slater, the, all the merry men.
2: Yep. Uh so I was like, so I have that in my brain. Maybe yes. I'm mixing him up with Alan and Dale in my brain. But, but the, D&D the mindset. This is, yeah. this is my adaptation. They
0: did it in the 15th century. Yeah. You can do it now, Tim. It's fine.
2: Uh so I was like, I'm a, I'm gonna bring in a pop star. Oh god, an
1: eighties pop star. Fuck me. Yeah. Oh, eighties. Mm.
2: Adamant. <laughs> <laughs> I considered Adamant, oh! but, like, but I was like, no, he's too old. For those who want to know, Adamant,
1: uh, very famously dressed up in makeup, did a song called "Stand and Deliver." Basically, yeah.
0: Stand and
1: deliver. deliver. Yeah. Your money or your life. Dresses Dick Turpin. So you know what
2: fits, but also too old. Fair play. Yeah. So I went for Simon Le Bon of Duran oh, Duran. Fucking
0: hell, him. That's. That's another bo- another Bond connection. You've yeah, got
1: yeah. Jesus, he's monstrously tall, isn't he? <laughs> I'm about to say <laughs> mon-
0: monstrously <laughs> handsome.
1: <laughs> <laughs> he's monstrously tall. Um, no, Is I, he, I, I don't know. Maybe he isn't. Let's find out. I know, I know. He's you know of the '80s, a pretty boy, so that makes mm. sense. That, that fits. And a and a bard like character fits the how Will Scarlet has been depicted in the past. he's 6'2". So. Yeah, so that's, that's monstrously tall for tall. The, for cinema. When you got like. You know, Tom Cruise, Tom fucking Cruise. Tom yeah. Cruise. Um, I'm sorry, complete deviation. I remember the, the close up they've got in, which of course Ben Stiller shot, which it's his fault, but Tom Cruise and Matthew McConaughey shouting each other in Tropic Thunder. and like, <laughs> Why is Tom Cruise's head so small? It's like, That's Tom Cruise. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, it's not like a forced perspective. No, Matthew McConaughey is a large gentleman. Yeah. Tom Cruise is a Tom Cruise. Yeah. Anyway, that aside. Interesting. I like that casting. I like the sound of this movie. I trust Donna. Mm. I do trust Donna. I have some questions. Go for it. But they're brief. Don't worry. Mm. Um, first question mm. is, uh, your Robin Hood, because we're not going to talk about story points realistically, mm. but maybe a little bit possibly. Who knows if it's relevant? But we know we're all three of us realistically covering the key bases of a Robin Hood story. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Love it. That's what we want. Because we, we even, no matter when the film's being released, we know what needs to be seen in this movie. Yeah. Um, the first question I have is where does your Robin Hood come from? Is, is this a man of the people? Is it a former uh, crusader? Is it a, obviously not I a mean, mm-hmm. noble, but is, do you have an idea? Does it matter? Or uh, is he I a, would, a figure who just appears one day?
2: Does he have a backstory? I would very much have him be not a crusader. Uh-huh. Not a lord, not a noble. Sure. Um, I would picture him as being just kind of quite an everyman. Yeah. Um, a John McClane. <laughs> oh, uh, no. Um, no, I don't dislike that though. Yeah. Uh, but just the idea of the the kind of uh, I think another interesting thing to be played up, which is a little bit counter to some of the the adaptations mm-hmm. that, are, that are more just not interested in it. Is the kind of the anonymity of most people as far as lords were concerned. Yeah. You know, that he would be kind of able to disappear into crowds and stuff. What does they look like? It's like, what all peasants look like? Yeah, yeah. Poor. What's what, yeah. what do you want me to say? Yeah. Yeah, I like that. Um so I would just I would picture him as someone from a small village that has that has enough essentially that has you know that that sees the injustices that are being rained down upon people mm. and you know perhaps you know you you put in some kind of personal thing of like you know oh he you know witnesses some horrible thing being carried out by the sheriff and his men or enough is enough exactly yeah, yeah. no I, like,
1: I respect that mm. so similar question because the other ones doesn't actually matter, because it's, it's it's kind of like assembling a party. Mm, yeah. Details. Mm. Like, it's like I heard your cause, I'm in on it. Or like, no, nah, we've have a problem here, and then they yeah. meeting of minds. But Marion is always fascinating mm. because uh, we haven't touched on her very much in in our first half. But Marion is the love interest. Mm-hmm. So why can't Robin just be with Marion? Mm. And there's so many versions of like because he just loves crime too much. <laughs> um,
0: His first life will always be crime.
1: I'm sorry, my darling. I simply can't. Why? Gotta pick a pocket or two. <laughs> it's like, get out of here, Wiley Fox. You sexy Wiley Fox. <laughs> um, no. Because uh, obviously most of the time, it's like, no, because she is of more, a better standing mm. than he is. So it's like, you don't have a fucking chance with her. Mm. And also she may be attracted to you, but you're doing your yeah. own shit. Um. So again, would you have her be similarly? Because the different version was that in... The Ridley Scott 2010 mm. version. It's a fucking. I'm not gonna get into it. Cause it's convoluted. But Marion is this uh, this lord's only daughter, and it's like she doesn't want to be wed off. But he's mm. like, well, that's how it is. Fuck you. That's how society is. This man's come back from war, posing and so on. So that's not my husband. Blah blah mm. blah blah. Um, but to lose the land because a woman can't hold it and all mm. this shit. Would you have her be of any senate, or she's just also
2: a woman in a village who's just does it matter? It- so I would. In in keeping with the kind of town versus country
3: yes. element,
2: I would have her and Friar Tuck be both be connected to the church. Oh, that's interesting. And, and have Friar Tuck almost be like their man on the inside, and mm-hmm. he helps like smuggle them into the city when they need to Because the church is the establishment as well. Exactly. Yeah. And have her be maybe not a nun. But someone who is very connected to the church. Strong in the clergy. Exactly. Yeah. Okay, and yeah. so she's of elevated and clearly a more educated woman and 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 from a slightly higher class because of that. But she can probably necess- read. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Not necessarily nobility or an actual right, you know, right, right. lady, so quote unquote. Um no, yeah. yeah that, that makes so sense. That, that would that would be my my angle on that. Mm. And then you can kind of have that because the church is still quite the establishment. Um, but there's a lot of stuff in the the legends about Robin being very pious as yes, well. Yeah, I was about
0: to um, say that's something we haven't really touched upon, is that religious true. aspect of it. And yeah. I think that's something you can really like pull the strings on and and mm. pull at that thread and just see where it goes. And I think yeah. you get a really interesting take that I feel like we've not really seen mm. a lot in the kind of the last 50 years or
2: ever, as yeah. far as I've seen in the kn- versions I've seen. You know who hates rich people? Jesus. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Wait, 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 wait! Tell Americans that too. <laughs> what about what about the mega churches? That's not their Jesus. <laughs> oh right, yeah. You mean muscly white Jesus, right? <laughs> their Jesus had rock hard abs and a gun.
3: Yeah.
1: <laughs> anyway, uh, <laughs> yeah.
3: Uh, yeah.
2: So that that's that's basically. I like it, Tim.
1: Yeah, yeah I think that's too. one of the ones me that's been
0: missing from the the oeuvre. Mm-hmm. That's one that could slot in quite nicely. And yeah, would just. I'm into... not
2: not doing anything particularly outrageous, but it would just you're not
0: disrupting the timeline like we do in sequels yeah. so often. No titties. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I mean, it's the '80s. Maybe some titties. Oh, some,
1: some, some, just some ecclesiastical titties. <laughs> <laughs> I've lost my words there. I was going to say just some tasteful bum. Yes. Oh. <laughs> That's the 80s for you. Yeah. A
0: tasteful Some bum. John Hurt, tasteful bum. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Dressing in a shift, perhaps, and a tasteful <laughs> bum pops out. Oh, 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 the fuck is wrong with me? Anyway, um, <laughs> yes, that sounds like a good take. I, I would watch that. Okay. Speaking of tasteful 80s nudity, Matt Stockton. <laughs> I was born tastefully in, in the nude. <laughs> um, in the 80s. In the 80s. Um, so here's the thing. Uh oh. Nothing worse than coming up second in a uh, cosplay contest where you dressed the exact same as someone else <laughs> and maybe less good, but a different take. Mm. So Tim and I have um, a few similarities, but a s- slight difference is that change a lot of the tone and feel and look and so on and so forth. And then I believe Jack has done something very different. I have indeed. Yeah, which I'm looking forward to with all of them. So my film is called Robin Hood. (laughs)
0: What? (laughs) Oh, slow down, Matt. I can't wait to rock this boat, boys. You're (laughs) never going to guess what my film's called. Hood Robin, (laughs) for beginners. Uh, Did you know, fun fact, before we get into your pitch, this could have been a mad pitch to come up with. The Wachowskis were working on a film called Hood. that was going to be a Robin Hood origin story type thing. Of course they fucking were. Yeah. Anyway.
1: Pass. Um, it's just Jupiter ascending now, <laughs> right? <laughs> so my film is 1989. Oh, another adventure mm. into
0: the
2: 80s. Mm. But six years later is a considerable difference.
3: Yeah, yeah.
2: yeah.
0: Um, we can have
1: them both. It's fine, we can, and we can still have the 1991 version as the sub. Th- that could be the subversive one. This mm. is the straight-to-lace mm. yeah, uh, yeah. tail as well. So, um, when I say my director, a lot of the visuals will fall into place. And it will all make a little bit of sense. Oh, oh, I see. So, um, my director is John Borman. Oh. Now, for those who don't know, John Borman. (laughs) Directed Deliverance.
3: Yeah.
0: <laughs> Not
1: relevant, but still,
0: Woods. <laughs> the, the relevant one I'm thinking of is Excalibur. Excalibur.
1: Yeah. yeah.
0: I'm he also directed Zardos with. <laughs> <laughs>
1: but did he really? Yeah. Holy shit. I didn't even know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. Sean Connery with his dick out. BDSM um, Fe- Space <laughs> yeah. Fest yeah. featuring Sean Connery Literally Stonehead. his heads. His 70s was like. I didn't know he did Zardos. Yeah. 72, That's he did insane. Deliverance. 74, he did Zardos. 77, Fuck. he did.
0: Whoa, he followed up Deliverance with Zardos. Yeah. And 77. Everybody, before you carry on. Yeah, sorry, sorry. Just Google Tardos right now. Mm, S- safe search on. <laughs> no. Safe search off. Just let it sink in, literally.
1: He will dead stare you to death. You will. Yeah.
0: <laughs> he also did uh,
1: Sequalizer's uh, former uh, thing from a while ago um, Exorcist to the Heretic. He did. Oh. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Uh, not good. And Excalibur, a very, very decent Arthurian legend thing. Mm. Uh, Film in and around another Ireland. thing I
0: remember from my childhood. Yeah. This kind of historical fiction th- thing, yeah. whatever yeah. we call this genre.
1: And it, it launched so many Irish careers. And a lot of Irish. <laughs> <There's> so <laughs> so that's like why you like movie. him so much, Matthew. And actually, I, actually, I like him because I met his son Charlie Borman. He's oh, a no. nice guy. Uh, he did went around um, on his bike with you uh, McGregor quite a lot. I didn't did know, know Charlie Borman was
0: John Borman's son. Charlie Borman is John Borman's son.
1: Huh. Um, at the start of like um, the, the uh, a Long the, the Way long, around. yeah, Long Way around, yeah. They go to visit the parents, and they go to Ireland to see John Borman his wife. And Holy like, shit! I was like, "What are you doing? What are you going around the world for on a bike? you meant I didn't know. That. Yeah, huh. yeah, because you know they're uh, nepo baby.
3: Yeah.
2: <laughs>
1: anyway, so Borman's directing it, and I again. Borman being old British, understands uh, the industry, understands the casting, understands the legend, um, has already shot medieval fantasy stuff. Um, again, as Tim said, not that we go down a fantasy route, but I would like to put just a touch of
3: Irishness mm-hmm. into
1: this. I want
0: just a hint of... If I had taken a bet of <laughs> what things Matt is going to say this episode just a hint of Irishness in it would be top of the list. <laughs> would be top of the morning. Top of the, and list, top to of the list to
1: you, Matthew. I mean, I, I follow a, uh, you know, I follow a guiding star, and it's in the shape of a shamrock. So basically, I'd add a touch of fae-level mysticism and horror to it mm. because shit's in the woods. And <laughs> similar to uh, Tim's thing about um, the idea of the division between town and uh, country life, etc, cetera, etc cetera. my thing is going to be more like the idea of there are places you shouldn't trespass there are things that are terrifying in the woods and ah. so, because the whole point a lot of the uh, adaptations seem to cover is these bandits live in the woods and that is terrifying they're unnavigable Sherwood Forest isn't just some thicket it's this, you will wander through it for days, get lost get mobbed, get ambushed, there is no help it is dark, it's overgrown it's a dangerous place.
0: Weirdly enough, mm-hmm. I had a similar idea, and I will come on to that in a moment. Oh God damn. Look, yeah. at these, look at these links, boys. Yeah, yeah.
1: Um. So this is what I'm going for, and I want it to be. Um. I kind I don't want to. I want to say because it's late '80s. Again, if we think about the things like, *Excalibur*, *Time Bandits*, that kind of thing, that really dark, like this is too dark for kids kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. it's not, and it's still, but it's still an adventure piece, even with like, say, for example. Never ending story and stuff. It's like, uh, should I be watching this? I've, it's a bit too creepy. Mm-hmm. Full on, like, dark crystal. Though. Watch this horse drown. Yeah. Jeez. We might have had Rowney Watson our one. Um, so let's get to some casting stuff. Robin Hood, in probably his first casting, it seems, a very, very early casting for this individual. An hour's drive from Nottingham is Sheffield. So I've gone for Sheffield's own Sean Bean. Oh, wow. <laughs>
2: oh, wow. Sean Bean himself. Sean
0: Bean. Sharp himself.
1: Yeah. yeah. He would adjust just. Does about he call people like... bastard? He's absolutely going to call people bastard. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sheriff and I am. What a bastard. Um, so yeah, he, this is like young, uh, I guess, pretty
0: Sean Bean. Uh, <laughs> but, you know. As pretty as a man from Sheffield gets. <laughs> Hello lessons in Sheffield. <laughs> he will find you and he will fight <laughs> you for that. Yeah, he's he's a legit hard man. Yeah, apparently. So
1: I like the idea of Sean Bean being again, it's it's like, yeah,
0: northerner. That
1: makes complete fucking sense. Yeah. yeah. Um and and again, he grew up and it, the one of the reasons I've gone for him as casting as well is because in '89 you have so much happening, not just in that year, but in the area. Because um, weirdly enough, in 83, where Tim's film set, there's a film called Alf, oh, sorry, a TV series called Alfida's own pet where it was like Fuck Britain. I know it's a strange link there. Britain was so toxic for workers that they had to take like manual laborers and builders and go get work in Germany because we were the poor man of Europe because we hadn't joined the EU at that point. And Britain was not prosperous. It was a fucking mess. Um, Late 70s into the 80s and stuff. And then 80s came around and it was all the yuppies and the nouveau riche and all this stuff comes around. But the impoverished and the mines started to close down and this outspoken working-class voice isn't there, and I'm tapping into that. I'm tapping into an anti-Thatcher, anti-establishment, proper fucking hard message, and I think Borman's going to get it. I think Sean Bean's going to be a good face for it, and it's going to be this idea of, um, you know, just just the, the straight story, but also you're taxing people too fucking much. It's not on. I'm not is having he, is
0: it. He, is he dropping f bombs? This my...
1: I may not be saying f oh. bombs. He may be saying too too bloody much
0: <laughs> too bloody much you bastard there you go. Um,
1: yeah so you can get away with that
3: in a
0: yeah the PG thirteen around a nineteen
1: eighty nine Not in Britain is no, PG yeah it's probably would just be a PG yeah, fair enough but key key point is that um it would be that heroic like eighties hard man kind of thing like uh but also an element of that sharp uh, for those who don't know TV series and also based on books uh sharp was a captain major and he climbs through the ranks in mm. the Napoleonic War. But he wasn't one of the highborn mm. generals like Sharp Sir. Pick up your sword! I'm going to challenge you to a fight! How dare you! And he's like, mm. "Who is this man?" It's like, "That's Major Sharp, Sir, of the gunnery, Sir. Mm. He's won many battles. He's won Napoleon. Uh, he's the favour of Wellington." Mm. It's like, "I made a terrible mistake, Sharp. I'm totally so sorry." It's, like, <laughs> it's all right, Captain. Didn't know. It's all right, you bastard. <laughs> I would bring that level of like hatred for class shit. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. That's my first casting. Um, Marion, I do want to be from a different world. I decided she's going to be of the city. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And out of his reach. And he likes the idea of her, but they're... And they're infatuated with each other. It's like, no, class dictates you can never be a thing. Mm. The crimes you're committing, you can never be a thing. And his piety being like, I've committed crimes. I can't put that sin on you. Mm. I've gone for a very young Helena Bonham Carter. Oh, oh interesting. interesting.
2: Mm. Who,
1: again, they're they, they sort of like, oh, she could do posh highborn, mm. but also a little bit away with the fairies kind yeah. of, you know, oddball, which is nice. King John, I've gone with French actor Francois Cluzet because I want to tap into that Frenchness <laughs> and I want him speaking full fucking French. Nice, um, and because we're around the time when, um, uh, Kenneth Branagh, who I had considered as a director,
2: I also had considered mm, Branagh. Yeah,
0: um, I did not. Oh, unfortunate. You, you'll see why.
1: <laughs> because your, because your Robin Hood is Kenneth Branagh. <laughs> <gasps> yes, he could do it. To be fair, but he'd be far too a while ago. Yeah. No, 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 no. <laughs> Give it to him now with his I feel fucking Poirot like moustache. He's been old for a long time. He's he has. one of those Patrick Stewart times. I mean, he was born of Troubles in the North. Ireland. Yeah. That, that does to you. <laughs> that's what it does to That's you. what it does to you. Anyway, so uh, going with the whole French thing there, uh, I thought about Kenneth Branagh, as I say, because he did Henry V around this time, which yeah. is a, a, a film that's partly in French, in English, and it was all very gritty. It was the first time it's like describing the fields of Agincourt being covered in mud and blood mm. and death and darkness and like, Wow. And it's still got Shakespearean language. Mm. So we're tapping into that level of stuff. The uh, Sheriff of Nottingham, I'm going to have him be a fucking thug. And I mean, like a shaved head, like <laughs> enjoys what he does. Yeah. Yeah. Northern bastard. Mm. To be called a bastard. But be still quite towering and menacing and, and terrifying as an individual. Christopher Eccleston. Mm. Oh, yes, please. Nice. Just a really hard
2: nosed, yeah, angry looking. Big-eared bastard. Would he have done our friends in the north at this point, or would that be that be just after this, wouldn't it? No, I think about this it's about that yeah, time. It's
1: about yeah, yeah, yeah. Which again, if those who don't know is a TV series, and yeah, it's very hard line. Look, like you know, when people were growing up in the north and what happened to them, and they mm. went on to different lives, and it's like, well, I tried to go to university and it wasn't mm. what I thought, and I did some of my roots and drugs and mm. blah blah blah. So yeah, that kind of thing. Um, Little John, again, I want him to be. A bit of a thug, a bit mm-hmm. of a bruiser, a bit of a charming guy, but also a hothead. hmm Liam Neeson, ha! who was Bill So in Excalibur as well.
0: Speaking of notorious odd men,
3: yeah, yeah, it's a yeah. lot of tall bastards Sean, in the film. Sean Bean yeah. and Liam Neeson yeah. beating the shit out
0: of
2: Is there enough distinction between the tallness of Liam Neeson versus everyone? Because he's because oh, Sean John's, Bean is not, yeah, little, not tall. <laughs> Actually, let me get the exact height for you. I'm just Liam yeah. Neeson
0: yeah, six three or 6'4 I think.
2: Yeah. I yeah, he's a tall
0: motherfucker. Sean yeah. Bean, hard as nails.
2: But you want you want little John to like tower over people, don't you? Yeah. Uh, let me see. In, yes, in feet because whenever you Google this stuff,
1: oh, let's be fair. Sean Bean's five ten, so he's quite tall.
2: Yeah, but
1: where we film it, we can make it work. <laughs> yeah, but even then. In a crowd...
0: you Are doing some Lord of the Rings-style
1: perspective? <laughs> yes. <laughs> We're going to make sure Robin Hood is four foot one. Um, no, no. But in a crowd, um, uh, Liam Neeson stands out as a, sh- as a tall fucker. He's yes. going to be the obvious little John. He's like, oh, I know exactly who you are, basically. Um, this is an interesting one. Will Scarlet. I've gone for uh, an actor who's, again, quite, quite early in his career, and he's a Scottish actor. Ian Glenn. Ah. ah,
3: Khaleesi. Yeah,
1: <laughs> that's how people know him now. Yeah, um, Jorah Mormont in Game of Thrones, precisely. Not get their
0: Khaleesi reference. Khaleesi,
1: but he's also—I mean, he was also in Tomb Raider. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's in tons of stuff. And I want this version of uh, Will Scarlet to be kind of a a player, kind of a bit of a a, a fop, but also bring that scottishness to him again that, that that i want a lot of celt in this basically i want the idea of it not just being um uh a, a, in other words the only real southerners i want in this film is marion everyone okay. else is northern scottish or irish right right, right, right. because i want that level of mm. you get what this is about right you've been oppressed and like, oh i'm very well at what this is about mm. thank you very much um and then obviously with with king john being a distant element and similar to the way to your one tim it's like, yeah, and put a Frenchman in there. It's like, why? Because you'll feel so fucking out of place. Yeah. Because that's what royalty was. It was literally beyond, you didn't understand their language. It's why we say beef. We don't say, you know, it's like, boof. Because we literally inherited the language because it was the language of the oppressor. 1066, innit, mate? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Battle of Hastings. Hastings. Until, you know, eventually we wants to speak the same language. There's history for you.
0: We say living in a city with a Norman castle from mm-hmm. 1090 exactly. something. Oh. That you got married in. Yes, yeah. Pretty, pretty epic. <laughs> uh,
1: final bit of casting. Uh, because I think he would be rowdy and funny <laughs> and uproarious in the role of Friar Tuck, Richard Harris. Oh, nah. nice, nice. OG Dumbledore. Nice. I, I think he'd be, because again, man yeah. on the inside kind of thing. Mm. I think he'd be like, <laughs> it would be very funny. And yeah. also quite, of all the people you would cast to play Oliver Cromwell, <laughs> notorious fucking Lord Protector piece of shit. Yeah. Um, Harris played him once. Yeah. And he played him menacing. And he tried to give it this like this noble air. So he's very mm. interesting, a very hard role to, to, to mm. play for, for an Irishman. But at the same time, it's very interesting. Um, and I feel like there'd be moments where he could flick because Harris is such a talent like that. He'd be this. You know, charming winking and I kind of like you know uh, life of the party mm. level of... of Avuncular. thank you Avuncular. perfect, perfect excellent way. choice um, and then he'd go straight back to this really you know whip shan change of someone mm. quite terrifying because again that that air of mm. of darkness to him, um in the way that he was people say like, oh, why would he be cast as dumbledore? That's why, yeah, mm. at the same time, but it's also like, but also he was too old. Mm fuck those films sometimes but the point is that's my
0: cast um any initial questions from you guys it's a banging cast full of nutters and hard men i appreciate mm-hmm. it yeah yeah and i
1: think that's the thing we're gonna still do the same story mm. it's still going to be robin hood it's just going to be a bit more 80s bleak to yeah. reflect what is going on socio politically mm. in the world with the you know wall street greed is good yuppie bullshit oh yeah Mm -hmm. and the man of the people being like
0: no i really i really like leaning into the car to the cast and the class i need to say class for a second (laughs) both cast and class work really well and like you said you literally have a north south divide built into the cast a english irish welsh scottish like they're not (laughs) alliance yeah exactly yeah the, the commoners and the yeomen rising up and all that kind of stuff mm. that works so well for, uh, exactly as you were saying earlier, Tim, like, please don't make Robin Hood a fucking no one. He's not mm. the, like, oh, he's the rich boy that saves the yeah. poor. It's like, oh, fuck's sake. I think you really lean into that and make this a big yeah. statement mm. about, oh, I don't know how Britain is going to have a political statement in the 80s. There's nothing happening in the <laughs> 80s that, you know, <laughs> British creators and, you know, a bunch mm. of famous actors who
2: perhaps, perhaps we Martin can have Badger. uh sheriff of nottingham uh shutting down some mines that the uh <laughs> that the people are working in <clears throat> i would have a quarry being shut yeah. down. yeah
0: a hundred percent i think you really fucking lean into the political mm. side sort of yeah. you do yeah. something really really interesting with that
2: speaking of of uh dour british tv series of the <laughs> 80s mm. uh do you know do you know who i'd like to see in your cast not necessarily is replacing someone just as a Another person. There's plenty of
0: other merry men to be chucking yeah, in there. Yeah. Bernard Hill.
2: Bernard Hill was exactly oh, right. Oh,
0: Bloody hell. A point of a boys. Oh.
1: <laughs> I am up for that. Yes. Yeah, get Bernard Hill. I had considered. Yeah. Him going around. I'm desperate. Um, yeah. Yeah, I I des- I absolutely see Bernard. Do, Bernard do, Hill doing do boys from the black stuff, but it's gives a gold piece. Give you some money. Gives your wallet. Um or your, your coin purse. Um yeah, I, I'm happy with Burnhill being there. I could see him being a twisted guy, a Gisborne, like you shouldn't mm. be on this side and being very conflicted. Bloody I could see him Burnham being.
3: Yeah.
1: Uh, I, I don't include Alan and Dale in my one mm. because I don't think. Because I was going to ask a question I was going ask you, Tim. Mm. Uh, are there any songs in your film? Do they do any knees up?
2: Yeah, I think there would be, but see, it would mine be. <laughs> mine, mine would be more a. We're um, all gathered around the fire in the kind of. Uh, oh, in the night. And it's and it's more a folksy type thing. Yeah.
1: Now you've said it. Actually, I think that's exact. In my Celtic thing, I'm not no songs. What the fuck, are you stupid? <laughs> of course, there's going to be a moment where there's a loop being plucked, and then you know, Liam Neeson looks up in his and starts saying, "I was a time." <laughs> it's yeah. like, oh god. Um, yeah, that makes sense actually. Yeah. yeah. Actually, yeah. I, Ian Glenn having a little bit of a wistful singing moment. Mm. Damn it, Tim! I was going no songs, <laughs> and now I'm here with songs. So maybe Bernard Hill is the loop player and he plays him a bit like Ah, fucking like Gurney Halleck and Dune or some shit. Jesus (laughs)
0: Christ. This is great.
1: Um, Okay, bouncing from me. Thank you very much. I hope you guys all enjoy that one. I'm intrigued, man. I am fascinated. Mm. Now we've got two... Tim and I being two sides of the same coin. in that. Yeah. Two different 80s takes, but quite similar,
0: different cast
1: direction, but there could have been a, a few swapped here and there. Yeah.
0: Jack. I've done something different.
3: Hey. Okay,
0: let's go. Not in the 80s. Not in the 90s. It's not in the 70s, 50s, or no, no, 90s. Not in the 2000s. Not in the 2010s. It's in the future. Ladies hey. and the distant future. How distant have you gone? 2025. Have you cast fictional actors <laughs> no, in 2055? <laughs> I, I have not. Um, this so is you say 2025? 2025. Oh, wow. Plan. Well... Yeah, it doesn't matter. Oh, no, no.
1: I find that interesting. Go 26,
0: around. 27, who cares? Like, it, it still works. Okay. Um, because I don't know schedules in the future. Uh, quite a lot of these people have projects that are confirmed but mm. being made at the moment and stuff. And I'm like, well, I'm going to uh, say something that
1: has, mm, possibly never come up on this show, but probably should come up on every single fucking episode of this show. When we have hindsight mm. to say they're not available, they are available, yeah. they've just come off this. Mm. What Jack is doing by the sounds of it is what producers actually do. Yes. They might be free. Yeah. They might be yep. good. Mm, yep. I don't know yet. So yeah. That's fascinating. Do carry on.
0: I know this person's working on a film. There is a unconfirmed project, or they said they were working with this director or mm, whatever. Yeah. I don't know how long that's going on for. Bear in mind if this film's coming out in 2025, they're probably shooting it like now, yeah. which is yeah, yeah. not how <laughs> reality works. <laughs> no, no, no. But nonetheless. Um my film is also called Robin Hood. Hey! hey. With a Y. Hey. Oh. Yeah, Robin Hood. <laughs> Y'oldie Robin no.
3: <laughs> Ro- Robin Hoodie. Robin Hoodie,
0: yeah, yeah. Um funny enough, that might be appropriate, Tim, but we'll come back to that. Robin with a, as in R O B Robin R O B Y N indeed. Oh, okay. As in a lady. I was gonna say. I have I have gender bent, ladies and gentlemen. Ah, brilliant. Um I've also done a very interesting thing with a director in that I've not settled on a director and I have a bunch of different choices depending on the tone we want to go for. Ooh! I have four different names, <laughs> fucking hell, depending on like budget and tone and all this kind of stuff, and a bunch of different casts. And we're going to get stuck. in. I'm very excited. Uh, I'll start with directors, okay. and much like I've done with actual pitches, maybe we'll swing back around at the end. I'll go through the cast and be like, actually, let's lean into this because. You touched on a couple of ideas I've already had. Um, the Hollywood choice, which is the, my least favorite. Oh, yeah. But the, I think is the obvious choice of, like, hey, fine, whatever. It's a female-led, like, historical fiction, probably some action in there and stuff, would be Patty Jenkins.
1: Okay, yeah, I can see that. Wonder yeah. Woman director yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. doing something at the moment. I can't remember what it's called, but she's doing something. She's big with blockbusters. It constantly having yeah. fights with Warner Brothers hmm. and <laughs> off doing her own thing. Sure. Next up, leaning into the psychological horror kind of thing. Ooh. And this is one of the directions I was talking about when you were talking about like, oh, yeah, um, kind of a scary woods. Like there's a lot of bandits and shit and it's all this mysterious. I was thinking like not quite as mad and crazy, mm-hmm. but kind of the tone of the Northman. Oh, oh, interesting. Leaning, Eggers, oh. Le- leaning that direction,
2: yeah. As, as Matt was describing his, I was like, "How much did it pain you to not be able to put this in?" Robert Eggers, uh, put the, yeah, have yeah, Robert Eggers direct this. Uh, I, I,
1: he's the only American. Uh, uh, maybe I trust Donna, but <laughs> Eggers, I trust.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. In Eggers, we Eggers, trust. Eggers looks like a British person as well. I thought he was British for a while. There yeah. was a tweet that went around that was like, it was like a picture of him, and it was like this. This does not look like an American. You can't tell this me. This man has never had a Greg sausage roll. <laughs>
0: Eggers has definitely had a sausage roll for sure. Yeah, Robert Greggers. Anyway, gonna, he's going to make a fucking history of the sausage roll movie. It's oh, the most beautiful thing we've ever yeah. seen. <laughs> it's going to be torturous and weird and creepy. Sausage roll. Uh, leaning <laughs> What's this? leaning into the horror side of things. Yes, I am uh, going with. You'll notice all but one of these directors are female. That's one. Cool, mm-hmm. cool, cool. I'm, I'm leaning into the diversity here. Uh, a director called Rose Glass, who directed the psychological horror film Saint Maud yes. a few years ago, yeah. which I really enjoyed. Mm. Like one of the better modern horror films. As we, we've discussed many times the show, I'm not much of a horror guy. Did we watch the, uh, the BFI film? It Festival? was part of the BFI thing, exactly, yeah. yeah. Uh, it's weird, fucked up, Catholic stuff yeah Mm. again leaning into the religious stuff you you two somehow have sort of set me up in some weird way i love it um like yeah it's the Northmen, but catholics and robin hood like how did i do this okay yeah exactly (laughs) exactly um the i'll say my most weird and surprising for the last perhaps Mm -hmm. uh choice number three potentially and this hints towards some of my casting as well is uh, a man who has directed quite a few TV shows and stuff. He's worked on Broadchurch and Daredevil uh, and Heartstopper, which is a really good Netflix show from last year. Mm. Uh, Euros Lin.
2: Oh. Really like Euros Lin's work. Done a lot of Doctor Who as well. Loads
0: of Doctor Who stuff. Yeah, he did some Torchwood stuff Mm. as well. Uh, Worked with David Tennant a lot and blah, blah, blah. All this kind of stuff. Yeah, I really like Euros Lin's work. Mm. I'd be interested to see what he would do with a directorial was of each film and stuff mm. like that. I think it'd be really interesting. Mm-hmm. Again, coming back to representation, he's also a gay man. So bringing that into the, into yes. the, you know, the, the cast and the, mm. the crew and all that Another kind of point of view, another perspective. Exactly, exactly. Um, and the... So I think something you've both done before, which is the whole, um, oh, they've done music videos and now I'm going to make them do a film... Yep, I've done short films, I've done music videos, all that kind of stuff. A David Fincher, if you will. A David Fincher, exactly. Um, Somebody who has kind of moved into directing recently, who I only found out during research, and then I went and watched a couple of her short films, and I was like, oh, that's really interesting. Done some really good music videos as well, is Bonnie Wright, who you may know as Ginny Weasley from the Harry Potter movies. I've heard about her direction being quite interesting. It's really interesting. She did a coming-of-age story about ten years ago. Um, I can't remember what it's called. It's it's it was really interesting though. It's on YouTube. You can go and search for it. Um, and she did a couple of music videos. She's done a couple of other shorts and stuff like adaptations of like novellas into short films and stuff that I thought were really visually interesting. Oh, nice. And she seems really kind of inspired. Like I was reading interviews with her talking about how she's taken the whole like yeah, I was a child star and Harry Potter's a big thing. By the way. She condemns all the J.K. Rowling stuff. She's a good one. Yeah, so most people th- do. Yeah. I did double check because you have to check these days. Yes. <laughs> oh, you worked on Harry Potter. You condemn J.K. Oh, thank God, because <laughs> <laughs> some of them do defend it. Majority um, of the child actors condemn it. Yes, yeah. it's the old fuckers that yep, you got to worry about. Very much so. Yeah. Um. And she said she's purposely like seeing the cogs of the machine of the Hollywood system and Harry Potter oh, yeah, and that kind yeah, of shit yeah. made her fascinated with filmmaking. And she now considers herself more of a filmmaker, whereas she was like a model and an actor when she was younger and all that kind of stuff. She's mm. very much transitioned to a behind-the-camera role, yeah. And I think she would be a really interesting choice to then take the step up into her first like feature mm, film directorial yeah. debut and all that mm. kind of stuff. So, cool. A bunch of different options depending on which direction we want to go in. Yeah, yeah.
2: I think she makes a lot, of, especially if you're doing a British production. Ver- given, I very much am, given how involved. Most of the British film industry was with making those Harry Potter films. That she would have a lot of connections. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah,
0: she would be my choice personally. Like oh. if if this, she was my number one choice for like cool. Do let's do something interesting. Have a young woman get her big break in the industry, all that mm. kind of stuff. Again, yeah. like you said, Tim, my cast is British as fuck, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> pretty much entirely, give 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 or take. We'll see what the tone goes because I I have a name. A
1: director, but we'll see what you've got. I'm, like, I'm more got than there. happy to take mm, suggestions mm,
0: yeah. as we always do Trying at to, this point. Just
1: throw it out there, but we'll yeah. see what the tone's like first because mm. it might not fit, but we'll, we'll see.
0: My Robin Hood is from Nottingham, ladies and gentlemen. Holy <laughs> shit! <laughs> Home run, Jack did it again. Five stars, <laughs> bullseye, etc., <laughs> etc. Et For the older uh, archery people out there. Yes, indeed. Weird enough, has a Game of Thrones tie. I oh, think, okay. Since you mentioned Ian Glenn earlier. Yeah, yeah. And also is currently Ellie in The Last of Us. Oh shit. Bella nice. Ramsey. Fantastic. Bella actor. Ramsey is Midlands as fuck. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, is proper working class, is take no shit, badass, would be a fantastic lead. Mm. And, and, and an amazing actor. She's a fantastic mm. actor, absolutely. And I think they have this like charisma and energy to them that is just incredible mm. and just captivating to watch whether the, they're playing ellie or like even that little moment as Leanna mormont and just mm. standing up for the north and all mm. that kind of stuff hello themes <laughs> <laughs> um yeah gone very british very like mm. basically everybody's in they're going to be in their early 20s yeah bella ramsey is currently 19 at the time of recording mm. so she would be around like 21 22 ish by the time this film comes out yeah like i said I'm Flexible on those years, mm. it doesn't particularly matter, all that
2: kind but of stuff. But notably younger than our two Robin Math- Hoods,
0: my entire cast is quite young, okay? Yeah, and this is a, another point of contention. Uh, my original idea because hello, it's me again because I come up with a million different ideas and then can't decide mm-hmm. in
3: space, yes. space, uh,
0: no, was a, a yeah. modern version, like oh, in, in okay. modern times. But we've had a lot of those, like it's King Arthur, but a kid in modern times, mm. and they've been fucking terrible. <laughs> sure, so I sure, would sure, be sure. a bit worried; it would be shit. Mm. My my original pitch was like, "This is England, but Robin Hood." Mm. <laughs> oh, interesting. So, like, not even necessarily like twenty twenties, but like it's in the nineties or mm. or in the eighties or something like that in Britain, but mm. Robin Hood, that kind of thing. i oh, we had eight
1: films. Uh released in the 80s but you know set in mine's the-, the one that's set in the yeah exactly <laughs> nice nice i'll set
0: it in 86 directly in between yeah. two. <laughs> and then we can joke and reference that those Again, films are coming out and this oh, don't you just is hate robin that, hood? Time. Yeah, yeah. that makes yeah. sense yeah yeah nice uh so i've got robin hood and her whimsical women because <laughs> i'm just taking the piss at this point uh, <laughs> i have uh little jean because, yep, nice. they're all gender bent. That sounds like a, an East Enders character. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I've gone for an incredibly tall lady. Elizabeth Debicki, who oh. I checked, is six foot three. She's she is incredibly tall. I, I
1: was convinced you were going to either say Gwendolyn Christie or Debicki for yeah. some reason.
0: Gwendolyn Christie was another thought. Find me a tall woman. She's also 20 years older than Bella Ramsey. That's so yeah, I was like. Though, yeah, yeah, she's born in the 70s. So mm, I was like, yeah. mm, that's a, too much of a jump. Yeah. Um. However, because Debicki is about your age, right? Yes, she is. Yes, yeah, she's yeah, 31, yeah. I believe, at the time mm, of recording. Yeah. Uh, you may know her as Princess Diana in The Crown. Uh, she was Jordan Baker in Great Gatsby. She was in uh, Tenet. Yes, she's in Tenet as well. Mm-hmm. First, uh, a lot of people are in Tenet. lot of people
2: Man from Uncle. Yeah, Man from Uncle. Oh, yeah. You Thank
0: you, Tim. Yeah, absolutely. Widows. Widows. Widows great no, Widows. i not seen Widows. Widows. Oh, you haven't seen Widows? No. Liam Neeson's in it. <laughs> 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 Another connection. Hello, Yeah. Uh, sister Tuck, sister Tuck. Yeah, because Fry is a male term. Mm-hmm. Sounds like a drag term. <laughs> <laughs> I've gone with Amy Lou Wood, who is Amy in Sex oh, Education. She's uh, great. She yeah. is hilarious and ridiculous yeah. and very funny, and hopefully would bring some very like working class, down to earth humor and, and ground the whole thing. Yeah. Even if we're doing like Robin Hood in the modern times, mm. bleh, she would bring bring a like very nice kind of down-to-earth humour to the whole Wasn't
2: thing. Wasn't she in something else recently as well? as Probably.
0: That's where I know her from, yeah. for me.
2: That's good. All right.
0: She's great in sex education. Oh, she's
2: in that Bill Nye film that's the re- remake Living. That's it, yeah.
0: Oh, okay. Brilliant. I've not seen it, it but yeah, she, she's great in sex education. <laughs> uh, next up, perhaps my most interesting casting.
1: I mean, you've had a lot of interesting uh, cast uh, like there, they're,
0: uh, they're all interesting. But this to, is the to, t- most to credit myself. Mm. No, uh, not necessarily the most most interesting, but I think a lot of people go, oh, cool. Mm. Um, as Willow Scarlet, because ha, ha, ha. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Daphne Keene, oh, who is great. Laura in Logan, yeah. aka mm. X23. Mm-hmm. Uh, she is a british argentinian i believe or british mm. spanish yeah she's obviously um, in
1: um philip holman's uh his dark materials, his dark materials, his dark materials yes. as well yes. yeah, yeah. yeah yeah she
0: is fantastic she is great uh mm. bringing a bit of like again a bit of aggression as well because she always comes in with a bit of yeah yeah fire. yeah because mm. yeah. will scarlet and robin had often clash yes. yes i think there's a nice kind of like take no shit attitude and they both don't take each other's shit with mm. Bella Ramsey versus yeah, Daph- yeah, Daphne yeah, yeah, yeah. Keane mm. and them kind of like clashing there and all that kind of stuff. Cyclops Wolverine shit. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, as Ellen Adele <laughs> uh-huh. Is there singing in your film? Uh, no.
1: Good. I don't want there to be any weird out of place uh, ska punk Nonsense. Good.
2: See, I, I I kind of want there to be e- even if it's set A in medieval segment. times, I want some punk. like anachronistic riot girl on the yeah. soundtrack.
3: I <laughs> mean yeah,
0: it would be all female punk bands yeah. all the time. Yeah. And ch- I'd ch- be ch- well ch- up for
3: ch- it. Jerry, but... <laughs> uh
0: I have got Yasmin Finney, who if you haven't seen Heartstopper. She's in Heartstopper, she's a character a called Elle in Heartstopper, mm. who is a transgender yes. character, mm. she is also transgender uh, herself, mm. uh, she's a black British transgender, transgender mm-hmm. woman, mm. uh, she will also be in the Doctor Who 60th anniversary yeah, mm. special, whatever they call it these days, coming up later this mm. year or next year, whenever sure, it is. Sure another doctor who tie christopher eccleston more more mm, ties yep, going on all yep. that kind of stuff if you're going to go british you have to t- dip into certain things and soap operas and doctor who and the bill and things yeah <laughs> there's always gonna be there doctor Cash who Heartstopper tying ha- in there with harry Eurosling. potter game of thrones yeah. yeah yeah i'm i'm picking all the british actors from all the british things basically Forget about um so yeah that's my my band of whimsical women mm-hmm. to go with robin hood uh other characters i've got lord marion ha. Marion with an O, because that's the male equivalent. I get it. Yep. Uh, also from Heartstopper, can you tell I watched Heartstopper? Recently? <laughs> and it's fucking great. Uh, William Gao. he plays a character called Tao in in Heartstopper. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's a young, uh, I believe, Chinese British mm. actor. He is fantastic and heartbreaking and captivating and yeah, just just fantastic all round. Incredible mm. performance from. From William Gow. Mm-hmm. He's not been in much, from what I can tell, apart from that, but his performance in that is show stealing, and he's my favorite character in that show. Can mm. you tell? Mm. Uh, <laughs> um, next up, we have Grace of Gisborne. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Freya Allen, who you'll probably know as Siri in The Witcher. Yes. And uh, The, the yeah. Witcher will be gone soon, so <laughs> <laughs> she'll <laughs> be free. Yeah,
1: Christ. <laughs> is she, um, just because I've only ever seen her with a posh accent, is she a posho in this?
0: Um... Yes. Okay. Because Guy of Gisborne is like Sir Guy of Gisborne. Exactly. Usually, yeah, and like, yeah, yeah. there's a whole, again, class mm. clash there and all that exactly. kind of stuff. So, yeah, she would be a posho, yeah. essentially.
1: Blonde kid, posho from the better side of town. Yeah, yeah exactly. I get, I, get, I get
0: Uh As Sheriff of Nottingham, mm-hmm. Anya Taylor Joy. Oh, shit. Who I just adore in everything, including the Northman. Another blonde posho. Yes, exactly. Okay. Um, and, and has got, how do I put this? A weird face. That that would work in very sneery, horrible Sheriff of Nottingham kind of ways. Mm. Yep. She she could channel some Alan Rickman, that's all I'm saying. I believe
1: the industry term is a striking profile. Yes,
0: a strike thank you, Matthew, for correcting me. <laughs> correcting me from bit of a weird face. No, no. Both are accurate. <laughs> <laughs> uh if you don't know, she's in Queens Gambit. I mentioned she's in the Northman as mm-hmm. well. She was also in the menu at the end of last year. Yeah. yeah. Sequelized um,
2: his favourite, the Playmobil movie. <laughs> Fuck!
0: <laughs> off. The one that is the most popular film on our Discord, I believe. Yep. Oh, <laughs> fucking hell. Shame. Yeah. Uh, Princess Jane, uh, you know, Prince John, ha ha ha. Gone for a Scott this time. Oh. Again, a Doctor Who connection. Karen Gillan. I didn't think it was a <laughs> <day>. Yeah, Yeah. <laughs> uh, Amy Pond from Doctor Who, Nebula and the MCU, Ruby Roundhouse in Jumanji, Welcome to the <laughs> Jungle, if that's your thing, mm-hmm. and it shouldn't be. And ra- right. rounding off the crew, because I know this is quite an extensive cast. Right. Queen Rachel, because King Richard. Huh, Queen <laughs> Rachel, <can> get <laughs> it? Mm, yeah. okay. um, Norfolk's own Olivia Colman. Oh, interesting. Oh.
1: Very interesting. I mean, think the age gap there feels like you kids knock it off. Yeah. Very mm, much so. Yeah. Mm, she brings
0: some some us. strong mum energy to mm. it. Yeah. Interesting. Very interesting. So you had a potential director suggestion, Matthew. I'm I open did. to all suggestions. Mm. I don't know if it's modern or if it's medieval or what we're going to mm. do with this. I just like the idea of just this mm. f- fuck genre, fuck like normal. Yeah, 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 yeah. We've we've done serious bloke is Robin Hood. Mm. There's so Story many fucking times. Same. Story is basically but the, the setting same. setting and the tone is... Di- yeah, mm. setting, tone, cast. You yeah. know, we've got different people of different ethnicities, different genders, mm. different yeah, gender yeah, identities, yeah, yeah. all that kind of stuff. Want to bring as much like modernity and representation to yep. a story that is been around in our you history for seven hundred years, but
1: you know the film will be chastised for going too
0: woke, ruining this, it. This is me going full SJW. Yeah, yes. and yeah. and to be
1: fair, good, I, that's fine. It'll be I'm an
0: active member of the Wokerati <laughs> Deal with
1: yeah. it. Yes, I can see that. You know, it's the kind of this film's going to come out and the Daily Mail's going to shit itself. Yes, that's and my you plan. know what? That doesn't fucking matter. As good, fuck, those, fuck the Daily, fuck mail. those people,
0: right. So this is my mad batshit pitch. There
1: no, I like it. I like it. I have two names for you. Please do. Uh, depending on what tone you're going for, depending on what kind of visuals you're going Jesus for. This is
0: it. I don't know. This, if this.
1: you're going for, you want a bit of action, you want a bit of gunplay, you want a bit of arrows, if you're, depending on when you're setting it time-wise mm. and things. If you want a bit of
3: intergalactic. <laughs>
1: <laughs> nah, I would actually go for, and this would be a bit of a off the island, as it were, German-Palestinian act, uh, director, oh. uh, Lexi Alexander interesting did green street
3: oh nice she
1: is a very strong voiced female director yeah Mm -hmm. she's done some shit but Mm -hmm. she can film really well do like gritty street level stuff i think she'd be an interesting choice if you're going down a more action-y kind of road if you're going down a more drama road lynn ramsey
0: i lynn ramsey was on my list yeah yeah uh for those
1: who don't know uh lynn ramsey obviously had done a handful of really interesting and awesome films uh the things that keep it sort of cropped to mind are, we need to talk about Kevin, and you were never really here, yeah, mm. um so a very different kind of tone, mm. so it depends which one you they're my two suggestions, possibly, but I like what you've mm. already put up for it as uh, yeah, honest, so
2: yeah i i'm I'm interested by the fact that you um gender flip all the roles, yes,, mm. so it's not a women rebelling against the patriarchy thing because it's all of everyone's women yep 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 apart from the love interest yes <laughs> yeah. indeed um yeah i i'm i'm not sure how i feel about that but i think it would be very interesting to see
0: i'm i'm open to fuck yeah. the patriarchy as well yeah always
1: <laughs> i think it's another level it's nice i think the whole point which is quite unifying with robin hood is the the class thing where yeah it's like uh, you know who's who's the bad guys? Oh, it's mm. Prince John and and yeah. Sheriff of Nottingham and Guy of Gisborne. Like, mm. so, and who are they? English people. Mm. Like, okay. Well English assholes? We'll, have, we'll yeah. have
2: girl boss of Gisborne. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Nice.
1: But I so was like 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 Sheriff of Nottingham. Where is where's he from? Nottingham. Yeah, it's, he's from round here. Except for in my one for example, like the king would have been like another yeah. aristocracy things. Like yeah, like, being French, but having the level of i'm, I'm torn i'm, I'm very 50 50 because i think the level of the patriarchy is a really good angle to go with it mm. but i think that if they're all women as well and it's just gender flipped it's like yeah because it's not just us and them let's stoke mm. the fires it's like it's hammering that class style yeah. rich poor well off not well off half yeah. half nots kind of thing yeah which i think is a very good and again 2025 we we do this kind of <laughs> fucking story right now, cost living yeah. crisis. So all the 13 years of, of well, maybe more at that point. Who the fuck knows? Fuck yeah. Um, yeah, it's it's the kind of thing that this country mm. needs a bit of a slap in the face. Yeah, and I think it would get uh wrapped up in 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 a different sort of mm. uh narrative with the patriarchy thing as well. But at the same time, if the story needs it, go for it. it doesn't yeah. have to be just a message yeah. piece. So like I said,
0: mm. always yeah. open to like
1: suggestions. Mm. But I like That's it. The, I like it. I
2: have I have one more suggestion. Please ball, do. Can. Shit. Um, I think you should try and get a little cameo in there by Kate Lonergan, made Marion herself. Nice. Ooh, I like it.
0: I'm, I'm on board. I'm on board. <laughs> I approve of that. So, folks, what did you think of our Robin Hoods thereupon? 83, 89, and 2025 ish. <laughs> Please do let us know. Of course, you can contact us on all the social media places Instagram, Twitter, all that kind of stuff. Discord is probably the best place to go. And I know. The VIP that picked this topic, Stuart Mayne, will be in the Discord with his very strong opinions, because he's always there with his very strong opinions. We had a
1: lot of Scottish people. He'd be fine.
0: That's true, actually. Yeah, there's a significant amount of Scottish representation for you, Stuart. You're welcome. I'm interested to see what you think, Mm because, yeah, you have the oddest taste of anyone (laughs) on our Discord. (laughs) And we basically have like a post-show discussion. As soon as this goes up on Friday for the patrons, or as it goes up on Tuesday, There's an explosion of discussion on the Discord in the relative channels, essentially. Mm. And there's full spoiler tags and stuff, so if you do want to dodge that, there's discussions about basically all the shows I've just been talking about for the last 10 minutes as well. Mm. Um, Yeah, loads of great discussions around film, TV, politics, sports, all kinds of stuff on the Discord. Highly recommend. You You can get all that stuff at sequelizers.com. There's links for all that kind of stuff. Very easy to find. I am JLW Chambers on all the social media if you want to follow me and argue that I'm a... Woke SJW who has ruined Robin Hood and <laughs> British mythology and folklore. Matthew, how can people argue with you about folklore on the internet?
1: Stogs, S-T-O-G-H-Z. Uh, you can try. I've been on these islands longer than your families have been real.
0: Um,
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> um That's not Matt's descendants, that's just Matt. He's been here a long time. I am older than the woods themselves. Um
1: uh, you can also go to the redrighthand.co.uk to read my reviews. You can go to cheeseman.com to the things I make. Tim, if I were to fire a, uh, an arrow through the sky and hit my target, what would be a, across the piece of paper that I would attach
2: to the arrow? Fuck, Tim, help me. <laughs> uh, message for you, sir. There it is. Tim, you fucking saved it. It's a direct message. It's on Twitter. Uh, don't send me a direct message. Uh, but you can follow me on Twitter <laughs> trivia underscore lad or if you're abandoning that ship as we all should do uh, maybe follow me on Letterboxd where occasionally I'll post reviews uh, and more likely I'll just like other people's
1: Tim's review of Robin Hood Sexy Fox question
0: mark. <laughs> 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 So yeah, go follow us on all of that stuff like I said, sigwellers.com patreon.com slash sequelizers is the place to go until we're back Next week, with another completely different subject. Oh, yeah. Very different.
2: Extremely different. Patreon Mm.
0: link, though. Yes, indeed. Next one is the Patreon vote. Yep. So, patrons out there who voted, you might have a little clue of what's coming up. And it ain't fucking Robin Hood, I'll tell you that much. For free. (laughs) See you next week. Goodbye.
2: Merry men know about pancake making Because pancake day is a regular fixture You take your frying pan and some sugar and jam And get on down to make the mixture Well you take a dozen eggs, you take a cup of milk And don't forget to add a little flour And then you beat it up with a wooden spoon And leave it to settle for just one hour Because it's pancake day, yes it's pancake day, yes it's